Ding ding. Hello. Welcome to the Seven Seasons Hotel. Hi there. I've got a reservation. A reservation? Under what name? It's classic movie banter. What? So, Brenton, very important topic in my opinion. Considering how cold it is here in Australia, top seasons, go. What are your favourite seasons right now? What's your favourite season? Mm, spring. <laughs> spring? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. How come spring? Uh, because it's it's coming out of winter. It's still a bit brisk. <laughs> is this just like Brent, winter Brenton talking? You're just Dude, like, oh, I, just get me out right now. No, no. I actually kind of like spring because it's still a bit chilly. Like, it's not... It's not summer yet. I hate summer. Summer's my least favorite. Ooh, very mine is yeah, really. Yeah, autumn my I least think is favorite. my favorite. How come summer? What's wrong with summer? Just it's too hot. hot. I'm too white for summer. <laughs> Do you get a really bad sunburn? I like... sparkle in the sun. It's not good. People know <laughs> I'm know a vampire. Don't tell my secret. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. So I'd say here we go. Mm-hmm. It goes. Spring first because it's still you know it's nice it's not raining so much yeah. it's like the sun's out but it's still brisk it's that nice yeah 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 second is winter 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 is okay. number two third is autumn autumn F- really summer. so autumn's wait autumn's your th- second favorite after su- after spring no no the second favorite after spring is winter yep <laughs> I should be writing this down yeah so and then, spring, and then winter. third third place is autumn mm-hmm. and summer can go jump off a cliff. Wow. Yep. Is this like your like global warming like vendetta as well? You're just like, it's too hot. I don't have a global warming vendetta. I know. Apart from like those posters in your bedroom <laughs> and you know, the, your shirt right now says global warming vendetta. But apart from that, like, yeah. You know what I've noticed? I reckon like <laughs> on, on that topic, like I, I reckon the seasons are getting worse. Like like the winters are colder and like the sum, and the season and like this, this, the summers are getting hotter. Are you noticing? Is this just me? Like, I think that is just you. I thought this past winter was the warmest winter we've had in a while. Here in Sydney, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I remember last winter I spent in Brisbane, it was quite, quite cold. Quite like cold. One of the coldest I've been through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How has your winter experience in Sydney Oh my God. Being Thank compared you for bringing to, that up. to Brisbane. Like, yeah. I remember when I first moved from Brisbane to Sydney, everyone's like, oh, because I moved in October last year. So mm-hmm. it was like coming, it was like in spring. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, fuck yeah. I got to miss the Sydney winter. Fuck yeah. And then. I remember people saying to me, like, oh, wait till you have, like, a Sydney winter. Like, it's brutal. Mm. And then I bumped into Melbourne people, and they're like, dude, Sydney winter? Puss, that's, that's, that's basically Jamaica. We wait to experience a Melbourne winter. And then an Eskimo in Antarctica was like, you think you've got it bad? <laughs> yeah, I think you got it good. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. Like, it's all it's all perspective. And that's what I learned. Because, like, yeah. I, 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 even as a Gold Coast boy, I found Brisbane winters quite unbearable. Because I don't know oh, what it is, because you're more north. Dude, so I went back to the Gold Coast during winter. Yeah. This winter. And like like I said, this Sydney winter wasn't that bad Com- okay. in comparison to the I must past say, I was I was very surprised because I did not find it as brutal as people. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's been getting warmer yeah. and warmer. I went back to the Gold Coast where it was practically a Sydney summer. <laughs> and yeah. everyone was bitching to me how cold it was. It was <laughs> like like one of my friends had four layers on. Wow. And then the sun was out. Can you name like, the first name? Can, do I know it? You don't, oh, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> name and shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So he had four layers on. Mm-hmm. He had like a under, like a singlet or something, then a shirt, then a sweater, then a leather jacket. 
It's than, than a giant donut costume, and then yeah, he, yeah. he was wrapped in some and then foil, he was spinning. Like, he was one of those sign spinners. He was spinning his sign. <laughs> yeah, nah. um, he was in the middle of a Turkish <laughs> restaurant. Just like, yeah, fuck, it's cold. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I, I, the other way around, like I have people who like in who I I'm saying it's boiling in summer, like it's proper hot, like covered in sweat, and they're like, oh yeah, nah, it's fine. Just take off a shirt. Have you got mates like that who are just like yeah? The, the, as I grow older, though, I feel like. I feel like when it comes to the seasons and it being hot or cold, like I'm fine. Like I won't complain. Like really? even although I said oh, summer bullshit. can go jump you off, definitely complain about the no, weather. No, screw that. Like there's worse <laughs> things to complain about. Like if it's hot, oh, it's it was like there's somewhere there's someone dying in Africa. We can't complain about the weather. It's Nathan. Like, there is someone. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Quick, I gotta run. <laughs> um, no, it's it's but it's it's kind of a thing of like you. There's worse things to bitch about. Like, so if it's hot, just like, yeah, it's hot. It sucks, but it's hot, man. If it's cold, it's like, brr, it's cold. Better put on a fucking jumper. I do. I know it does sound very yeah, cliche but when like, people like, do say that. Like, I, if it's what, sorry? Cliche. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? What a story, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but, like, but like, it's true though. Like, yeah. you, I'm I'm very bad when it comes to. Like, here's the funny thing. Like in winter though, I say I get cold. I've definitely walked around the snow before in just like normal like long, just a long shirt and just wow. normal pants, and like I've been fine. Yeah, like, I've never seen the snow. So that's very really funny. Like, oh, oh, you haven't. That's I've right. I've never seen the snow. I've never seen the snow. It's like, it's like tiny September Christmas. I've never seen the snow. Please, someone take me. Please. Please. Not back in the cage, son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, but no, because like I, 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 I'm weird because like when it gets like a cold wind yeah. here in Sydney, like today, Ooh. for example, I do, it's horrendous. Yeah. Like despite the fact that we're now finally in spring, thank God, mm. we're now in September. Um, even today I had like a really bad like breeze come on through and I was just bitching about it for like half the day. I'm like, <laughs> just like, like that's what a bad breeze does to me. Brandon. Oh man. Hey, it yeah. was like, speaking of bad breezes, mm. that was probably Stop the worst. Farting, but go on. <laughs> I had to make that joke. I know one out of 10. <laughs> Tune out now. Listeners. <laughs> you, you just peaked. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, like bad winters, this winter has been particularly uh, windy though. Mm. So where I work, there's this wind tunnel that <laughs> just a giant wind. Yeah, tunnel. Dude, oh, yeah, dude, it's a giant wind tunnel. It's like practically, it's one of those you know those huge like uh, like factory fans. That's yeah. kind of like yeah, it's like one of those in a hallway. Like, you're not like, joking. Like. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bad. Anyway, so it's in this little courtyard as I've spoken about before in one of our episodes where <laughs> the rant was about yeah, it was about the leaf blower or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's in that same courtyard. There's oh, this God. huge wind tunnel, and <laughs> not good news to the leaves as well. <laughs> so the door into the shop is. Uh, if you li- because of the wind tunnel, if you leave the door open, it creates this draft. Okay. It just smashes in and like you know basically practically takes out all the customers and you know they're, oh, yeah, like <laughs> it's like like tumbleweed they're just rolling about <laughs> <laughs> they got sucked out yeah it's, uh so we have to keep the door like basically ajar mm. but because the door is ajar the draft then uh, reroutes it comes reroutes out. and it hits me oh no and that's fine. Like, uh, like I and said, then now you're there's, there's I worse, like, <laughs> like I said, there's worse things in the world to complain about, but I'm going to complain about this. <laughs> 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 what a hypocrite, you <laughs> asshole, Brenton. Um, but yeah, but it, it wasn't so much the draft. It was like, oh yeah, that sucks. But it was drying my hands out. Like, Aww. and like, yeah, 
Like, and I've never had this issue. Like, I, my hands are quite moist. <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that on the podcast. What, what, oh, let's, we've really dissented this episode. I have such a good feeling about this episode, listeners. And now, like, eight minutes in, I hear Brendan say the sentence, my hands are moist. Oh, this, this, I should, I'm very Dude, I'm loving this. This is, this is great. This is the worst episode we've done. <laughs> Probably, but it's, you know, we're, we're, we're failing with style. Oh, my hands are and moist. And moist hands. <laughs> No, but the issue was that my moist hands were turning Stop dry. It. <laughs> and um yeah, it was it was like you know when like I've never like my hands have never like cracked. Like you know like when you have dry skin. Do you know? I don't know. Do you? Yes, I do know. Okay. So yeah. um so that <laughs> happened because of this fucking draft through the door that was ajar. And so yeah, it sucked. End of story. It's classic movie banter. <laughs> hey, what a hi. start to episode one five. Number welcome, 15. welcome, welcome to classic it's movie just, banter. I can't even make my little num numero thingo because I don't know any Italian numbers after like two. <laughs> so you need, you need to learn, boy. I need to learn. I can say the French one where um yeah go cans. That's that's 15, that's French for fifteen. That's the end of my story. <laughs> I was getting really excited. I thought you were just gonna like bust out some sick French and you know, oh. l'épisode écans. That's oh, <laughs> there's my French. For that's you. A, that's a bit better. Yeah. yeah. How are you going? What's been what's been happening with you, dude? Uh, well, my hands are now moist again. <laughs> you stop talking about. I swear to God, I'm gonna edit this out. I'm just <laughs> every moist you drop, I'll cut out. Our listeners will never know what transpired. <laughs> never know about your moist hands. <laughs> I'm going to change our logo to just do a moist hand. <laughs> no yeah, yeah, no. One hand's moist and the other one's got a crack in it. Yeah. Yeah. Ew, no. That's not a good logo. Oh my God, logo. stop talking about it. My week's been good. I've had a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but genuinely, it's been good, has it? Been yeah. up to anything exciting? Um, No, actually. Like, I I say that and then I have nothing to report. Um, it's just been like you've been you've been went out to the sheaf on Wednesday. That was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a that was a quality night. You've got, been you've been chugging along. Like you've, I got kicked out. I got kicked out of a place for the very first time. Oh my god! Yeah, like what type every of time place? I, every time I drink, I'm, I'm a very well respected boy. What I, did you do? That's the thing. I don't know. I was too cooked. Like <laughs> like I was I was too drunk. I I really don't know. I, wow. So you just I was with I was, I was with a couple of mates. We were just um. It's the sheaf. By the way, it's the sheaf. If you know anything about Sydney, the sheaf is like you know. <laughs> you know, it's not the Ritz. I'll give you that. Did you know? But did anyone else know what happened? No, no. I was, I was telling my mates after, like we were all too drunk. So, like, I think the bouncer just came up to us and said, "You guys, you just look too gone. Can you just please?" Oh, leave? right. And okay. Just escort us. He's very kind about it. Like he didn't even touch us. We just he just asked us to leave, and we just please, out. sir. Would you mind leaving? You're a bit shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so yeah, but apart from that, um, really fun week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Just, my week, I've been just chugging along, just trooping through life, you know. Yeah. Just going through life. Just yeah, dude. Earning a dollar at a time. We're just earning those books. Dollar a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nah, so I'm I'm keen for this week's episode. And yeah. you know why, Brenton? Well, because we're changing it up. We're changing it up. We're just, we're flipping the, the genre on its head. We're we're turning the tables. Adele would be proud. We're oh. just, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing what Apple is asking, thinking different. Yeah, yeah. boy, we've thought different. We've thought differently. We've thought Would you, different. Can you explain the premise of this episode? Because I imagine our listeners are quite confused. Mm. One by one the by the one I'll by like you know the intro to this show, <laughs> but also uh, yeah, the title. The title. Yeah, because obviously, look on your refresh feed, whether you watch us on iTunes or YouTube or whatever, you'll see that we're not doing classic name of movie banter. No, we're doing. What are we doing? Something called the season. This wait, no, we're doing something called. We are doing something called. 
The Seven Seasons. Nathan, what's that? I'm so glad you asked, Brenton. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Seven Seasons. So, it's a new season. We're now in September, Brenton. You know, the, the, the world has turned and Australia now is in, is in spring. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, eat shit. You're now in autumn. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you said autumn was your favourite, Nathan. What is this? Oh, my God. We just went through this. Wait, did you rank yours? Oh, did I? Yeah, from, from one to four seasons. Oh, spring Nathan number season. one, um, winter number two, summer number three, autumn number four. That's you? Yeah. Okay, so you're the same as me. You like winter. You like spring and winter as well. I do. That's awesome, dude. I do. I love it. Yeah. We're the strange ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we should be friends. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll, I'll make the braids. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so this episode, because it's the start of a new season, we thought, you know, rather than just review movies every week uninterruptedly, we thought every, at the start of a new season, we should do something special. Do something fun. Yeah. Just shake it up. Because the rest of our episodes certainly aren't fun, so <laughs> that was the time to start. So yes. we thought we'd do what every generic movie critic does and just write a list. <laughs> just yeah. write a list. Top seven. Top, top seven. Top, top seven, seven. These, so, so what we're going to do, so each season we'll do a top seven of something. Something, yeah. And um, this episode, we thought we'd start off this tradition once every season with our top seven movie experiences. So these... Mm, I'd say favorite. Mm. I'd say top seven favorite films. Yeah. But are these... Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These, I th- because the experience... We will get into the experience. Because favorite, I think, is the key word. It's not... They're not the best films. Yeah. So we're not, not saying... Yeah, we should clarify. So, so this yeah. list is not, our, in our opinion, the seven best movies ever made. That is not what this list is. No. This this, God, this, no. this, this top seven <laughs> that Brenton and I have put together, um, which is great because we don't have to watch a movie this week so we can breathe and not go back. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple of things. So number one... I'll make a list about these lists. <laughs> so number one, um, we have chosen films that have meant the most to us. So we've had we've had a journey with these films, and they have influenced us because of our experience with the, the movies that we've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, thing number two, because these are f- you know uh, once a season episodes, we are suspending our movies older than twenty years rule. Yes, suspension. Brenton. It's gone. You're suspended, damn it! But only for a little while. Get out of my room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're going to talk about. Any film from any year. It could yep. be as recent as, as yesterday, Brenton. As yesterday? Yesterday. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um... And then... Yeah. Are there any other rules? Oh, uh, like, yeah. The, apart from that, like... We've said these are our individual lists. So, you can... We can... I, I'm not going to reveal what I've done, but you can rank it. You can mm-hmm. put it in any order you see fit. You yep. also have... We've decided mm. upon that we have... In addition each, to our top seven. We have yeah. three... Honourable mentions. Yeah, but it's not yeah. a top 10. If any, you get any comments saying it's top 10, it's not top 10. If you, you will be blocked. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wasn't going to do It is not a top 10. It's <laughs> top 7 with three honourable mentions, and that just happens to make the number 10. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, you really passed primary math. I love it, Brenton. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so... so And then after um, we finish our lists, we're going to... Each of us is going to choose one of these films that we think the other... Yeah, so yeah. so I'm after this. So Nathan, I will say my list. Nathan will say his list, mm-hmm. and then I will surmise Nathan's list at the end. Remind you all of what his favorite films are, and then I will pick one from my opinion is the film that is 
the the one to watch. The one of, to watch out of your yeah. seven, and I'll do. Vice and you'll versa. do the same to yeah. me. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's gonna be and then fun. Hopefully, and then hopefully, um, audiences, you'll have two great films or two great experiences that yeah. you'll have. Yeah. Exactly, and you'll know. You know, you'll know uh, a bit more about us and our kind of our our, lives our, our, our history love, of movies. Our, yeah, our love of yeah. film and kind of maybe where that originates from. And yeah, yeah, no, because because when you talk to people about movies, like most people, like the, when the people talk about movies that they love, mm. half the time it's not because the movie's great; it's because of a memory that they have attached to that's a movie, correct right yeah. so I, I think that's the true truth for you and me so we talk about our favorite films like it's not because they're great it's just because mm. yeah it's your, really it's, and it's yeah it's um <laughs> you're passionate about it and it's and mm. it's you're revealing something personal about yourself so I we're think. gonna open up Brenton we're really gonna lay down the couch and click open the, the, the clipboard and I'm putting in the I'm putting the uh the the key into the padlock and <gasps> I'm turning it and it's opening and my heart is spilling out to all you <laughs> lovely listeners at home. Yeah, so I am super excited about this episode. Me too. Like, something new. We don't know if this format's going to work. You let us know what you think. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and they're like, and never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Please like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah. you, do you want to start, buddy? Dude, this is it. So okay. this is Brenton, Brenton's top seven favorite films nice. of all First of all, I'll do my three honourable men- honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. The way I have uh, ordered this list is that it is in alphabetical order. Okay. So the the honourable mentions are also in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. which is quite funny because the first film I'm going to talk about in my honourable mentions is yeah. The Grinch, released in <laughs> 2004. <laughs> Yes, I love it. (laughs) Starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I included this one is that this is my Christmas movie. This, like, everyone's like, oh, it's it's a, what's that movie? It's a Wonderful Life. You know, the Polar Express, maybe. Um, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, you know. Like, everyone's, everyone's everyone's got their Christmas movie. The, The Grinch is mine. Uh, I watch this every year. I watch this. I think film. I've seen The Grinch maybe twice in its entirety. Wow. Yeah. Do you generally, genuinely, do you actually watch it every Christmas? I watch it every Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Isn't you and your fam or just you? Me and my three sisters. Nice. We all we sit down and we watch this film. It's not the best film, <laughs> but it's got some character and it's got some heart, and uh, and I love it. I um I love Jim Carrey's performance. Yeah, Jim Carrey, man. Let's talk about him. He for was a, a second. life force when he made this. He was, it was like mid nineties. Were you to come? This out? was released in two thousand and released in two thousand. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. wow. Okay. No. I yeah. Wasn't. Um. Yeah, dude. Like. <laughs> yeah, two thousand. Jim Carrey at the height of his powers. He yeah. is such a good actor, dude. Mm. Like, and still is. Like he is. Yeah. yeah. He. Yeah. He is such a great actor. I'm waiting know? for him to make a real big comeback. Like for him. True Truman yeah. Show. Um. The Mask. The Mask. Yeah, God, The Mask. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Um, liar, Liar. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> Batman Forever. <laughs> yes. Bruce Almighty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great, great filmography. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I just love this film. I think I think it's got so much heart. It's got it's so much fun. There's a shitty little kid actor in it that sings a terrible song. <laughs> it's got everything. It's got everything you want. I just remember uh, it more. mostly from the meme of him changing his outfit before he goes out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> shall I do a Brenton reenactment? Yes, please. Here we go. Okay, so um, 
but what would I wear? <laughs> uh, so we hear someone yodeling. Grinch steals his outfit. He goes and puts on this, uh, what is it? It's a, it's overalls. It's like yeah. these overalls with shorts and he comes in. Ooh, ah, mm, that's it. I'm not going. <laughs> that was really good. That's it. Or like, yeah, and even that dude. That's this film is just awesome. Like the character of the memes. Grinch is just yeah, exactly. It's so good. Like it's yeah. so quotable. It's so much fun. Uh, dude, the sets in this, like the production design, yeah. crazy, crazy. Like it's it was crazy. all, it was all real. Like the the parts with the visual. Also, like his are costume are pretty terrible. Oh yeah, like the the prosthetics and the makeup. Yeah. And this the, it takes me like six hours from to like go through it. Like, say so, God. Yeah. yeah. Jim um, Carrey's got a, there's a great like, there's a great clip from the Graham Norton show where Jim Carrey's on it. Dude, have you seen that show? Graham Norton, yeah, 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 yeah. dude, he's great show, yeah, yeah. great, 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 great talk talk show. show. Yeah. Jim Carrey was on it for one episode and he talked about the Grinch and he was saying how like he had to have torture training by like the CIA or something like that to get through being like attached yak hair onto him for like six hours oh. and they said like one of the things he could do was to like smoke these long cigars wow. while as he was getting it done just to distract from the pain of being like suffocating under the suit wow. so there's all these like set photos of him like as the Grinch just smoking these really big Cuban cigars this is like prosthetic makeup in the two- in 2000 as well or yeah. 19 whatever when this was actually in production mm. so it's not it's not the same as today I imagine and I think the worst part about like uh these, you know, let's say like Guardians of the Galaxy is a more recent example where you see like hours upon hours that you're in like the makeup chair getting these things put on your body. I think the worst part is the fact that, you know, other actors go home, you know, straight or the, you know, they get their makeup, t- makeup taken off and they go home mm. and you're still there for like another two hours or whatever, having each piece like removed from your body. Oh, what a work day. What a, like, yeah. it's like the majority of it, you're in the chair having people touch your body God. and applying things, yeah. Being paid millions of dollars to do it, God. Oh, what a life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a great yeah. Uh, It's a great film, yeah. Mm. Um, number two on my honourable mentions mm-hmm. uh, is The Perks of Being a Wallflower, released in oh. 2012. I'm very surprised at that. Why, yeah. is, why is this on your honourable mentions list? Um, I watched this film in 2014. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I was recommended from my older sister, I sat down and watched this, and um, I get... It reminds me of, uh, you know, it's a very much a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a story about identity, about personal struggle. It's basically The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, which was nearly an honourable mention. Oh, wow. It was so close to making the list. You just wanted me to rant on it more. <laughs> uh, dude, I was... It, it it hurt me to. I know. To I'm sorry. I actually feel genuinely bad saying it, looking at your face, yeah, it's like yeah. seeing this is the sadness in your that eyes. That wasn't. There was one that nearly made it. Can I say the film that nearly made it? What nearly made it? And it was in the se- It was in the seven at one point. Was Forrest Gump. Wow. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Great but we film. won't go into that because no. it's not. It's not. Uh, so Pex of being a wallflower. Um. I was watch. I watched this in 2014. It reminds me of like Catcher in the Rye. That kind of like you know, boy becoming man coming of age but man this this film's quite dark in terms of its content uh in terms of what the lead character is going through mm. and um i remember sitting down and watching it and it really kind of affected me and I, I really related to 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 that character um and and kind of aspects of what he's going to like obviously not it's not like a one-to-one you know were you a wallflower in the film. back Sorry. in the day Sorry? Were you a wallflower back in the day? I was a wallflower. I was a flower growing out of a wall. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you know the expression, like, you know, to yeah. be a wallflower. Like, uh, I don't know. 
I don't think you were. No, I don't. No, you were. So. Like we grew up together. No, yeah. you were definitely not a wallflower back no. in the day. No, you um, were. You were a wild, crazy garden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I think I think this film is very relatable to you know, to to anyone that you know. I think I, I think anyone can find something in this that they relate to. I've never actually seen it in its entirety. I've really? seen like yeah. I've. I think I've seen half of it. I think I was at a friend's house and it was on, and we happened to be watching it, but talking over it. So mm. like. Yeah, there's a yeah. There's a Isn't there's there like, like a scene where they like smoke a joint or something like that. Yeah, or? he eats like a pop brownie. Like yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. that part of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Ezra Miller, right? It's Ezra Miller's and, yeah, is the Emma kind Watson? of side character. Oh, oh. Yeah, Emma Watson yeah. and um, oh, what's Logan Lerman's the the main guy? Oh, that's right. Yeah, really great, good actor as well. He's a fant- He's underrated. Underrated. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I wish he. I, I kind of wish his career had like taken <laughs> off more, and he got mm. more. What did he do? He did this, and then he did like Fury or something after this. Yeah. That that tank film with Brad Pitt mm. and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's quite talented. Yeah, yeah, very talented. But yeah, um, so this—that's why it affects you because you just you just relate to it a lot. I relate yeah. to it a lot. Yeah, and um, so yeah, it's an emotionally. It's one of those films that's got a real strong emotional impact. Um, there's a few scenes in particular I remember watching and just being like, "Oh man, like, oof, mm. oof." Um, so yeah, that's oof why it's indeed. in my honorable mentions. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, my third and final honorable mention mm-hmm. goes to the sound of music. Oh. Released in 1965. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, yeah. I should have put that on my list. That's a great one. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I watched this film when I was under the age of five. Uh, my older sister was fortunate enough to be cast as Gretel von Trapp in the Australian tour, national tour of The Sound of Music live musical. Oh, wow. So I watched this film before I saw my sister on stage in the musical. Oh. And I remember like... This film is so good. It's oh, yeah. in my eyes. I I think I can say this. I think I think it is the greatest musical film ever made. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll give it. There to is you. the there's some contention around. In my that. opinion, r- singing comes very close. Like in what? The rain. Sorry, singing in the rain comes close. Oh yeah, like that's yeah. that's up there too. But again, they're totally different. True. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably choose. Well, Sam seeing the rain's like a satire. It's like yeah, true. So Actually, as a genuine musical, I would give it to. But yeah. but as a movie musical, yeah, mm. I think there's yeah, there's two different categories. I think there's like adaptions of stage musicals as movies, mm. and then there's movie musicals, which is mm. like a movie a musical that's been made for film and that is exclusively film. So like mm. Singing the Rain wasn't a musical before. Mm. It was released as a film. Seeing the Rain could have been an honourable mention as well, but for my musical, I went with Sound of Music because I remember watching this before I went and saw my older sister in the show. And it's it's just brilliant, this film, the way it's paced, the way it's done. So you, as a as a child, you're watching this and you, you meet Maria, mm-hmm. this nun. And how do you solve her? How do you solve, how do you solve a problem like Maria? We don't know, mm. but we will find out. Um, yeah. You give a Captain Von Trapp. That's what you <laughs> Is do. Is it like, the, like, like un- unadjusted the highest grossing film or something like that? Like, oh, I've, probably. Yeah, it's really interesting that because it made, it made a shit ton of money. And when this film won, won a lot of awards. It was like nineteen sixty something when it first dropped. It's interesting that that as time has gone on. This is an aside. That as time has gone on with like award ceremonies and stuff, like it used mm. to be that the films that won awards were also like the top grossing films. Yeah, it's but, true. Like, but but nowadays everyone since, went to see Ben Hur. Yeah, like, yeah, since probably the mid two thousands, it's like it's really changed. Oh, to, I thought even before then, like Titanic was a big one. But if you look at the, before that, English Patient, no one saw. True, but you got to remember early two thousands. You had the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. You had Gladiator. You had. Yeah. It was probably after those films. That I think because I think True. there's examples before, but there's during that period there's a you're right there's yeah. a shift. 
yeah. that happens. And so today, well, what? what one <laughs> Hence bes- why we now have the Oscar for most popular film, which is just ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like, fu- fu- I-, I thought it was ridiculous when they made it ten films. It's like, mate, The Dark Knight should have been nominated. It should have been. And you do yeah. not fix that problem just by making it 10 films and then... Yeah, the, the year thing. after. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Also, it, it denigrates if, 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 like, if a if a picture gets that's right. you know nominated for most popular film does that say it's not good enough to be a best picture nomination yeah, exactly. it's like well it's basically just an excuse for well what's going to win that next year what um what do you call it infinity war is going to win it no black panther surely black panther is like black- way more i think well do i enjoyed win- infinity war more than black panther but i think because of what black panther represents um oh yeah it'll win yeah, yeah it'll win but, sure. I, but see i should think black panther should get a best picture nomination rather than just be a most popular film you think so? I yeah. haven't seen it yet. So I, I also saw um, Mission Impossible Fallout recently, mm. and that is remarkably excellent, like surprisingly mm. excellent, like high caliber filmmaking. Also beautifully shot. It's like yeah. the Skyfall of the Mission Impossible films. Yeah, like it's it's, it's almost like they just got Roger Deakins on board. Like <laughs> it's, it's it is bafflingly good. And so I'm like, oh, that could easily win the most best picture um, uh, for popular yeah. film. We'll see. I mean, like, have you seen? Um, God, we're talking about Oscars now. That's okay. We'll get yeah, back what, to it. What, what, um, we have tangents. <laughs> yeah. What um, uh, well, is there any films that you generally think could be up for like Best Picture that so far this year? Yeah, not that you would nominate. It's not Oscar season yet. We haven't had any of those movies drop. Have you seen Black Klansman yet? No, that's getting a good buzz though. Yeah. Well, remember we've got The Irishman from Scorsese coming True. out. True. That's I'm keen for I that. I'm keen for that also. Um, there's a few I'm excited for this year. Yeah, there's a couple um, great ones. Um. Oh, we've got um, First Man, the new Damien Chazelle film. Yeah, thank God that, he's getting away from... Oh. I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to mm. land on the moon and then he's going to save Jazz. Like it's Ryan Gosling. And then you're going to be like, oh, Damien Chazelle. That's yes, one yes. small step for men, yeah. but a giant leap for me. And it's like... God. And he just starts going into a full spin. Here we go, guys. Here's some controversy. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, just like, he's like swinging about. He's like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> Here's some controversy. I think I love Whiplash, and I think Damien Chazelle is a talented, talented director. Mm. I was bitterly disappointed with La La Land, comparatively oh, to really, um, yeah. Whiplash is so much better than La La Land. It, it oh, you as a film, like yes, I love hate. Yeah. I I freaking love the last ten minutes of La La Land. I think yeah. it's incredible. But it could be a short film. I think Whiplash is more innovative than La La Land. Or yeah, agreed. Yeah. But I what I watched La La Land. I, I was deeply in love at that point. I had a girlfriend who, by the way, was named had the same name as the main girl. In What's La her La name Land. in La La Land? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had a girlfriend who was also called Mira at that point. I was and I was so smitten with my, with my girlfriend at the time. And I remember watching that film at the cinema. And this, the film's just a celebration of these two, yeah. this young couple. And I'm like, oh God, and I call my girlfriend after. I'm like, this, oh, isn't it just a great feeling, love? Like, I was just so overwhelmed mm. by it. Mm. Also, I love the jazz music in it. And I'm, oh, I do like, too. Like, yeah. the soundtrack's incredible. And I like, think it's got a horrid, horrid opening number. Oh my God. I love I that. I love the dancing on the motorway. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's great. Dude, all... I nearly, like, my instinct was to walk out. Wow. Like, it was that bad. I Difference was like, of opinion. Oh my God. It's like, how can you watch Singing in the Rain and then watch that shit? Oh, my God. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's last 10 minutes, redeem it. Yeah. And I think last 10 minutes are worth the price of admission. But, yeah, overall, yeah. If they had most popular film, they could have given it the best picture to Moonlight and then most popular film to <laughs> La La Land and resolve that issue. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. But getting back to the sound of music. Yes. <laughs> speaking of musical films, yeah, we, we, went, we, we came back. We brought that it was back. Pretty good. We brought yeah, it yeah. back. Um, 
Sound of Music. I'm watching it as a young kid. You know, mm. I want to be one of those Von Trapp kids yeah. in Austria and I want to be with Maria and growing up. And it's so brilliant. Just the just the outline of this plot and the way it unfolds, and you know, and then. But it's a long film. It goes for like four hours. Like it's a very long yeah, movie. It's a it's a long. But it doesn't movie. feel it at all. No, it covers a lot. So you have oh, the characters in this film. The you way got they come Nazis. Together. You got you got. But hiking. that's the thing. Like, so there's a there's a point. Like, it's you know, there's this foreshadow of you know. By the way, well, spoiler Germany. alert for all the films we're about to be talking about. Today. Oh yeah, sorry guys. Like, we probably spoiler said alert. Yes, yeah, so like, this is like this is a full episode of just spoiler talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Nazi Germany is kind of in the in the background of the first kind of half. Do of this people film. not know the synopsis of Sound of Music? Like, I don't need to explain it. I'm not going no. to explain it yeah. either. <laughs> Go watch it because it's in Brenton's honorable mentions, please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we. Uh, is there a reason besides it's a great movie that it's in there? Is it just like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm oh, getting okay. to that. So so you watch you with Maria, you're getting this great character interaction or Von Trapp, and then he's kind of a uh, partner that point the baroness is you know oh it's all this drama it's like this love triangle and then that kind of resolves mm. and then the nazis invade while they're on their honeymoon and they take over austria and i remember as a kid watching this and like i had no knowledge of world war Two, and it was a moment of just it was, it's like it's it's true horror, and you don't really understand like as because like, it doesn't go into oh. what they're actually doing. It's just that your your country's been taken out from under your feet. Yeah, and there's the scene. It's my favorite scene in the film, and mm. it's when they go to the concert and they they're trying to escape and they're trying to you know subtly escape and then they're caught and then you know they come up with a bullshit story of like oh we're just going to the concert to mm. sing for the concert and the car's broken down oh we'll, we'll have one of our officers check the car it's working oh funny that no oh, well, we'll escort you to the concert once you finish singing you're coming to join the naval forces uh, captain von trapp and so they do the performance and then captain von trapp comes forward um which is a hell of a thing god and he says, you know, his last song he sings is Edelweiss. Edelweiss. To, um, Edelweiss. To, his, to his fellow countrymen. Oh, and I feel like this is just where the film, like, it just... Brenton, can you please stop orgasming in my house? It, like? just, <laughs> it, 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 it comes like the whole build-up of, of, yeah. of this family coming together. And he can't sing the song. He gets to the point in the chorus. Is this when and he like five-year-old Brenton started singing it? <laughs> well, you, you feel like singing it. And then the family comes together and they join him and they help him finish. And the whole, the whole uh, audience joins in as well. And... It's a moment of like, fuck you, Nazi Germany. Like, you know, mm. we're going to sing this song and uh, for bless my homeland forever. And then they escape and it's the end of the movie and you're like, holy shit, this family just like climbed the Swiss Alps to uh, to escape. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, like I don't understand the full context of that, obviously, that I do now of historically what's going on and like the significance yeah. of that. But the fact that that film had such an impact on like a child that was under the age of five, that it could... So, so this film's in your honorable mentions because it introduces you to the Nazi Party. Yeah, and it introduced me to. Um, you know, now that I mentioned it, I think an like, extreme evil, without subtly, it wasn't in yeah. your face. It wasn't. It wasn't. Sh- and Schindler's no. List is a great movie. I'm, I'm about to say it's not Schindler's List when it's showing you the depravity and the horrible. No, but I must say, like under a, under a G rating, I think you I think this was my first experience with Nazism yeah. as well. I I can't remember. The, encountering the Nazis prior to Sound of Music. There's a true human evil that's happening here. And I remember as a child watching this and to some level understanding what was going on. Mm. 
and it affected me greatly that this family <laughs> could could stand up um, at that time and and do the right thing at whatever cost. Mm. And and this where was this? It's not, it's not treating Nazis like the producers. Like. No, <laughs> no I, lo- I love the producers as a musical. Like it's Damn. it's 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 fun. But um, <laughs> Maria starts going springtime for Hitler. <laughs> well, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of the opposite. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. going for the opposite execution. But yeah, that's, that's a mashup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, someone they're climbing the mountains that. and like the Nazis are after them. They're going springtime for Hitler. <laughs> it's like how do you Heil myself. <laughs> they go, climb every mountain and then like springtime <laughs> yeah uh, um but yeah it's this it's truly powerful that film yeah and it's truly special and i think more people nowadays more young people need to see it and give absolutely it, it's credence have i told you i've been to salzburg in austria i've been oh, to where no, they filmed no it. you haven't but yeah, yeah in 2015 i was backpacking around europe and um yeah I, I stumbled into salzburg i wasn't even aware that that was where the sound and music mm. was filmed i would i just walked up into town i booked myself yeah. to a hostel and I said, what's, what's there to do in Salzburg? And they said, oh, the Sound of Music tour. I'm like, oh, is this where Sound of Music was filmed? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool, cool. So you, and, and, and by the way, the Sound of Music tour has not changed for like half a century. It's the same tour that existed the wow. year after the movie filmed. So there's this guy who's like an Lederhausen who just like, <laughs> um, who just is in this tour bus and you all go on this like one tour bus and he drives you around town and he's like singing songs from the film in the bus Oh wow! Yeah, and as he sing, and as he sings to you, I got to like you see the house, like the von Trapp house and all that kind of wow. stuff, and um, you go to the gazebo. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've and I've been in that gazebo, and it's amazing. Like that, that is, I'm extremely jealous. That's incredible. Yeah. I'd love to do that one yeah. day. Yeah. And I remember I was with um, I was I bumped into some Aussie girls at the time at the hostel, and like we were all getting ourselves geared up, and you know we we got to the gazebo with like maybe fifty other tourists, and. Um, you know, everyone just started singing. Like, oh, wow. I remember, like, I was with this one girl. I was like running around, going, "You are sixteen, I am 17. <laughs> and like, we we're running around. It. But also, then, like, this old couple, like, we were going inside it, and like, they were like singing to themselves, like, "I'll take care of you." And they were, I'm like, "Oh, and that then, is, and like, that is incredible." And we yeah. were running around the park, and we're going, "So long, farewell, Vida, say goodbye." Like, everyone was just going through the hits. Like, and by the way, Sound of Music has a lot of hits, like a lot, a lot of iconic mm. songs. And yeah. 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 And, you know, like, and eventually we got back into town and then was like hopping off the bus. And as you'd hop off the bus, you'd go, do a dear. And then you'd be like, Ray. And you'd, as you go off the mm. bus, you'd hit a new note and finally got to ask me like, tea, a drink of jam and bread. And, ah, oh, it was just, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Everything about that film, like the whole first hour of just character build up, like with Captain, I love Captain Von Trapp as a character mm. too. Like just that he's kind of dealing with that kind of like PTSD of the past war, as well as the fact that his wife has passed away and he's the, he has what seven kids or whatever, yeah. and he runs them literally like a military ship. Like, oh man, like what a great idea! Like yeah. it's oh, it's great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sound of Music released in 1965 cool. is another. There's honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah, Brenton's top seven, alphabetical order. The Dark Knight, released yeah. in 2008. Uh, Christopher Nolan, great director. This is a great film. I remember going to see it 2008. I was in year eight from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're in seven. I was in seven, actually. Yeah, yeah you're correct. <laughs> we were in year seven. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. I didn't graduate <laughs> school in 2012. It was, yeah, I yeah. was in year seven. Oh, my God, this movie. This movie, dude. Uh, I, I have to admit, I wasn't the biggest Batman fan beforehand no same yeah i did not see it in cinema because my mom you didn't see this in cinema no. 
Oh my god! I literally watched it by accident. I was at home because when it came out in cinemas, mum came up to me. She said, "Nate, like this movie, The Dark Knight. It's a Batman film. It's getting a lot of good praise." Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to see Batman. And mum's like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I'm like, he has no superpowers. Why would I want to see Batman? He <laughs> he just punches dudes." And she's like, "Okay, fair enough." And then she went to see it by herself in the cinema, and she said, oh, "This is worth watching." I'm like, "No, nah, mm. I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD," and it did. And then we just watched it on Foxtel one day, and that's when I first saw it. This was the best film released that year. This mm. was like for sure, yeah. like. It's it's incredible. Uh, I remember the buzz coming around it because obviously Heath Ledger passed away during the editing of this film, mm. uh, and you know as Aussies that was a big story, you know, and you know I didn't like, know who he was. Sadly. Really, I like, oh man, Knight's yeah. Tale, man, like one of my I haven't seen I, as a kid. Oh, we got when when we get we'll to get that to we'll it, get yeah. to it. Yeah, but um, it's yeah, in Two Hands, I think, which I think is a film. Two Hands, yeah, 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 Aussie Aussie film, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember being like, oh wow. Uh, and I, again, like I always thought the Joker was like a s- stupid villain <laughs> as a kid. Like you just like, I, you kind of like. My only experience with Batman prior to that movie was the animated series. Yeah. With yeah. Mark Hamill as like, yeah. as the voice and Kevin Conroy as Batman. Like, yeah, that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do the laugh. I can't do it either. It's so brilliant at it. But he, like, is, yeah, he is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Um, also, because I hadn't seen Star Wars as a kid, I also had no idea who Mark Hamill was until Yeah, like, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Who's that yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this film... I remember going... Okay, so... Our what's, whole, the, what's the experience? This, what's the experience? That's what I'm about. My family booked... We all booked tickets to go see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Thursday night. And we were going in and I was really excited to see this film. And it's one of the only like few cases where something has lived up to expectations and also um, exceeded them. Mm-hmm. We sit down to watch this movie. I was sitting down with my sister on this side and my father on the other side. And we watched this movie... And it was just one of those special experiences where every beat of the film, every scene, like you felt the reaction just hit everyone around you. This is before like, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everyone stays for the after credit scene and go, oh my God, the ashes and oh my God, this character's gone. Everyone, you know, this, there was no like formula to this. Apparently spoiled it for all movies. So. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no yeah. formula to this. It's just... No brilliant and it's it's good drama it's a good crime drama and the superhero shit's kind of in the background have you seen heat by the way sorry have you seen heat the film heat no okay no. this film is basically a remake of hit of heat really yeah it's it's got um Insane. he's a 1995 film with robert de niro and, and al pacino. pacino yeah i've seen yeah. one scene from it where they sit down in the diner i'm pretty oh, sure yeah yeah you, you gotta watch the build-up prior to that because it makes it more worthwhile yeah there's but a lot like, of subtext i noticed tell you in that what, scene. watch yeah. heat and then watch the dark knight those films are like crazily similar wow yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch and it Christopher then. Nolan blatantly says I just wanted to remake Heat like, <laughs> with Batman and with, the Joker I yeah. guess yeah wow yeah so that's I guess that scene is the, the uh, yeah that's uh, the interrogation with the Batman interrogation Joker, room scene which is an amazing scene incredible like, acting you know like, with The Dark Knight it's one of my favourite films of all time if not the favourite film it's not on my list though mm. it's not on my list wow um, I thought this would have been the one that we would have no had the same because the, the films that are on my list are just my top seven like experiences with movies yeah you know they're, they're the things i've gone through with movies with dark knight is the best film ever made arguably in my opinion up there with inception as well and raging bull um and i remember that scene where he interrogates batman i can now quote it like i've seen I've, i think i've seen <laughs> the dark awesome. knight genuinely i think i've seen that film 20 times like over the over the decades since it's been out and like um because I have it on iTunes. I, I loved it that much. Mm. I bought it on iTunes. Wow. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Which wow. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 20 bucks or whatever it was. And yeah. And just every line in that in that scene. God. I remember. 
But I remember, like, the aftermath of this film, too. I don't think there's ever been a film that my family's gone to, you know, around that time that my family had gone to the cinema. And we spoke, we talked about this movie. And what I remember about this night is not only the incredible film we watched, mm. that I would then watch... <laughs> Finally, my family stopped fighting. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish... <laughs> I wish... Um, I wish... I wish I could, like, have that experience again of... Um, watching that film and that excitement and something that lived up to it and then exceeded it and then getting to share that with my family and going home and we spoke about it for like four hours dude wow like i remember i vividly remember being like to my dad and i was so excited that you could like hardly talk and i was like talking about like what's next like you know well like what like i mean like i love that bit like yeah, it was like the first time I can really consciously being like these were the themes of this film and i liked how the character you critically saw it yeah, yeah and 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 that I was affected by it, and um, like if, maybe we, if we don't die here, we become the villain. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. It was like a synergy of like like the criticism meeting, like it affecting me personally, and then sharing that with the family, and then them sharing their experiences and what they got out of it, and then you know being like, oh, that was an exhausting conversation, but it was like one of the best, and it was exhilarating, and then going to bed and going to school the next mm. day, and then sharing that with all my friends, yeah. and then them being like. What the fuck? We just want to play with Lego, and I'm like, okay. I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing you in school before The Dark Knight Rises came out, and I saw that movie before you. Yeah, and this is one of my this is one of my memories I remember most with you in high school. I remember because you hadn't seen it yet. You were very very busy at the time, and I think you saw it like a week after it came out. But yeah, I, saw it opening I did. Day. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you coming up to me, and you're like, Nath, how is it? And at the time, I told you that The Dark Knight Rises was better than The Dark Knight. I remember you telling me that, yeah. And I told you that because I, in the cinema when I watched it, I because I'm a very dumb movie watcher. Like, I don't pick up twists early on. Like, I'm very naive. And when, the, spoiler alert for Dark Knight Rises, when at the end it's revealed that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin, I lost my shit. <laughs> like, in the cinema. I was like, I talked about that more than anything else coming out of that movie. And, um... And then, and then when I saw you, that's what I was running through my head. Like, oh my God, Robin's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember walking out of Dark Knight Rises and, um, which is a funny experience. All you in walked itself. out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out and I remember thinking like, part of me like wanted it to be better than the Dark Knight. And part yeah. of me was like, wish it was that thing of like, you wished it was. Yeah. And I was wishing it was. And that's what you think you were going through. Um, but it deepened my soul. Like when I got home, I just knew it wasn't. It wasn't mm. as good as The Dark Knight, it's not a bad which film was by okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's still a very good film. Mm. Um, it's the most superhero of all of that. It trilogy, really is, isn't it? Yeah. Which is fine. Like I can deal with it. I actually like. I really like that movie. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people mm. shit on that movie. They really do. And I, it doesn't I think it's deserve that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't deserve that. Like it does. Like it's a good round out for a trilogy. It mm. works extremely well. You know what's sad, what's sad about it is that. There's that there's there's that kind of emptiness. There's that empty void you have of knowing that from such a performance of Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight, yeah, and the fact that he doesn't continue in that world and he can't continue in that yeah. world. And also, they never out acknowledge of, him in the Dark Knight. Exactly, Rises, out of like, respect yeah. for Heath, but at the same time, there is a void that's not filled there because of the effect that that character has on the protagonist. Mm. You know, and so there's I don't know if that's it, but there's something lacking. Yeah. yeah, and part of me is always like, "Oh man, like I, I would have, <sighs> I would have liked to have seen if Heath was still with us. I would have liked. Oh, he would have been seen, the sequel without a doubt. If he was, I would have liked us, to have yeah. seen that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we'll never, we, ne- we, ne- no. we never will, and that's okay because the Dark Knight, like you said, is one makes of, it more legendary, or if not, yeah. your um, your best film ever, yeah. ever, ever made. Um, and it's one of my favorites from that 
just that invigoration for cinema and for film and oh, for for loving it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight, two thousand and eight. We're going to number six. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, released yeah. in nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Man, this is such an inspiring film. Uh, I'll say that first of all, just from the story Stop of you know game. Ben and um and Matt writing that screenplay and young men as well. Writing, yeah, no, and no, finding no, that yeah. much success, getting the cast they got. This it's one of those cases where like this shouldn't have happened. This film shouldn't have happened. No, and it's it's so special. The reason it's on the list, though, is because this is my dad's favorite film of all time. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Um, dad's got taste. He's got great taste. Shout out to Senior Brenton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout out to him. Um, he's only said, I've never watched this with my dad. Um, no, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's in, what the reason? So, what's the experience? Yeah. So, my dad told me that this was his favorite movie mm-hmm. uh, when I was about. 10 I'd say it was before I was a teenager so let's say around 10 and we didn't have it like on DVD we didn't have it or anything we said this that's my favorite movie of all time and I was always wondering why like because you know YouTube's not around you can't look it up you can't you know well YouTube's around probably but anyway but so I can't I can't I don't have access to watch this film so I got it out from Blockbuster yeah and I took it home and I secretly watched this um oh no. And the other thing was my of, oldest of the secret films you watched without telling your parents. You chose <laughs> yeah, Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Yeah, so not I, pornography. <laughs> so I sat down and I watched Goodwill Hunting, and I was gobsmacked. One because it's a great film. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's got great performances. Robin Williams. Oh my god, what a genius! And Matt Damon. Matt Damon's performance in that is incredible. But eh. also Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is not Ethan in Hawk? no Hunting. no um no other one. Pat Ben Affleck? No, um, Matt Damon. No, no, the one who did the before trilogy. Is that Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke, dude. I think you're thinking of Dead. Where is it? He's not in it. I'm such an idiot. I'm so thinking of you're Dead, dead Poets Society. You're dead thinking of Dead Poets Society. Why am I thinking of Dead Goodwill Poets Society? Goodwill Hunting. I know Goodwill Hunting. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Uh, Robin Williams is the sad man, and like, yeah, he's, that he's great scene like, when Matt Damon confronts him because he's the therapist, and he's like, "No, man, like, yep. fuck you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have that. Wow, great so blanked on that. Okay, so we're on the same page. We're back on the same page. Okay, so. I've, I've, I've taken it home, I'm putting the DVD and I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And I finished it and it was a phenomenal film and this, some of my favourite scenes of all time are in that film. Mm. But... Oh, who's the girlfriend in that? It's... um, <sighs> Is it Mini Driver or something Mini like that? Mini Driver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. She's I've, great in it yeah, too. She's really cool in that movie. She's so good in the movie, yeah. dude. Oh my God, that breakup scene? Yeah. Holy fucking shit. That's like one of the best breakup scenes ever. Mm. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Also, love that scene where he's the back of the construction site and he does that whole spiel about Dude, you got to get out of the Boston. You just Ben Affleck, yeah. one of Ben Affleck's best acting moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, I finished the film, and I remember my sister saying this to me. She said, "Yeah, I watched that, and it made me understand Dad more." Wow. Yeah, that's a very profound was, experience. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa, okay." And I and I watched it, and it was true. It made me, yeah, um, understand my dad more. Um, wow. My dad uh, lost his dad when he was very, very young. Oh, crikey. Yeah, due to, to a car accident. Oh, and, um Yeah, so he he's a funny man, my dad. And, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of... Und- and I've always heard that, like, you know, dad had, like, a rough childhood because of that. And, you know, those family dynamics yeah. that weren't there. Oh, losing a parent as a child is horrendous. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Um, One of the worst things. But it helped 
because I knew this was his favorite film, mm. um, I'd love to watch this with him one day. I like I wow. really want to watch this with him one day. But yeah, it made Damn, what me a good experience, man. It made me understand him. Um, Damn, all my stories just like immediately shrivel in front of that story, like. And yeah, and kind of like you know the personal you know experiences and things dads overcome and whatnot. And I remember like watching it and and finishing it and the next day seeing my dad. And my dad's a bit of a larrikin, you know, like someone else I know. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember like just like seeing him and like having to chat to him and whatnot. And I like. I remember, it sounds corny, but I gave him a hug. Like, uh, yeah. And um, every time I watch this movie, it reminds me of my dad. Yeah. Um, And again, like, I don't even think that the experiences of the the characters are the same as my dad, but because my dad's watched this and I know that it's his favorite and he's seen something in it that he relates to, I think I see the same thing in my dad and I relate to that. Yeah. Mm. Um, So that's Goodwill Hunting. Um, Next film. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. We spoke about this last week. We did actually, yeah. yeah. This so. is my first cinema going experience of uh, midnight release. We go to the film. I'll, I'll summarize this quickly because I've already yeah. I've already told it. Um, I'm scared out of my mind by orcs, by goblins. It's horrifying. But at the center, there's this fellowship. There's this family that is going through this horrific ordeal to destroy evil. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it all seems lost. But Sam, you know, jumps in the water the last 10 minutes of that film are like so emotional and the music from Howard Shaw is fantastic. In McKellen, great performance. Everyone, great performance across the board. Film finishes, everyone stands up and claps. I cry at the end of that film and I still mm. cry at the end of that film every time when Sam, I'm glad you're with me. Oh, and they walk off into May It Be, great song, mm-hmm. into credits. Man, that, I can't even, I don't even know how to describe how much that film inspired me, like as a creative and whatnot of like, that was the seed, the seed was planted, <laughs> the love of film, like that, that's, that's where it was, that's where it yeah. all began. Um, so yeah, The Lord of the Rings, oh, The Fellowship great, of the Ring. Great, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to go with The Fellowship of the Ring because of that experience, yeah. because people say Return of the King's a better film, probably is, but my favourite's Fellowship. I have a similar story on my list. Ooh. Ooh, what a tease. Tears from Nathan. Ooh. So now we're reaching the halfway point of my list. Mm-hmm. And halfway is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ah. Released in 1975. Holy shit. So basically I'm uh, in junior school. Uh, one of my mates na- whose name is Lachlan mm-hmm. starts quoting this movie. This this thing. He starts, you know, being this bridge keeper and being like, oh, and like saying all these quotes <laughs> and things about rabbits. I can see him And this, things yeah. about French people. And I've got no clue what the hell he's talking about. And he's like, oh, yeah, Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, Lachlan? He says, dude, you need to watch this. It's called Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And then you'll understand. And I was like, what an eccentric performance. (laughs) 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 Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Um, uh, So I I go home and I watch this movie. And oh my God, this is the best. For me, this is the best comedy of all time. Mm. Uh, This, uh, I love British humor. Before this, I loved Mr. Bean. I love what Rowan Atkinson does. But oh my God, there's something special about this movie, dude. It just makes me happy. This movie yeah. just makes me happy, and at the same time, it makes me think a bit. What have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, I love Monty Python. I love John Cleese. So like the these guys are real idols of mine when it comes to comedy, and you know, mm. and the fact that again, it's just a group of friends just getting up there and like doing some funny sketches that are linked together in this medieval setting. 
about this bullshit story about finding the Holy Grail that's never found. No. And then it ends with this documentary team, like, arresting them all. <laughs> and then it just cuts. Like, it's, it's just so brilliant. It's so... And, like, the, the evil... The fucking... The Black Knight. Oh, like, my God. Oh, my God. They're just God. cutting off his limbs. <laughs> the reason this film's in the list as well, from a personal standpoint, is that I quoted this film for, like, two years of my life after wow. I watched it. And I watched it all the time. My dad bought me... He shipped... My dad was the best. He shipped me this doll and it was a Black Knight plushy doll no, from, the, from, from Britain. And it's this officially licensed Monty, Monty Python product no. that I still have at home. Um, I bought a second one when I was in the, I found it in some fucking store in the United States, some vintage shop. And I bought it there as well. But it's this plushie and you can rip the arms and oh the legs God. off it. And there's like blood streams come out of it. Oh. It's the best thing ever. It's so cool. Uh, I love this movie so much. It brings me so much joy. Um, and it's just smart comedy. Well done, Monty Python. You went into film history when you made this. And you made a little boy very happy and you made him laugh. Going on to the next film. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Out, am I? <laughs> Released in 2002. Okay. Preface, Spider-Man 2 was very close to coming onto my list. Wow, like, dude. Very, very close. Dude, it's a great movie. It's the it's best in that too. trilogy too. But, but Spider Man One, Spider Man One's my on. favorite experience. My dad took me to this movie in two thousand and two when it came out. He was Brent. Brenton were going to see Spider Man. I was like, why? I was like, I wasn't really into superheroes. I like Thomas the Tank Engine. I like Lego, <laughs> and I like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and so I went and saw Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I walked out. And I was pretending to be Spider-Man for the next 16 years of my life. Oh, same. <laughs> oh, same. Out of all the superheroes, I wanted to be Spidey the most. Spidey's my favorite superhero. Oh, same. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, this movie, dude. And it, 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 this movie, every time I watch it, it awakens that child in me, that inner mm. child. It makes me want to jump around the house. Okay. Um, I'm Spider-Man. You know, I'm doing it right now. I'm going, yeah. and you know what I'm doing with my hands as I'm doing it. Like yeah. you know, I'm pretending I, I was crawling on the freaking tiles on the floor and I was like pretending it was a wall, like a wall and I was climbing up and I was on my fingers and being a real, you know, nerd. And parents <laughs> <laughs> are like, put, put it back in the shit. cage. Like. Yeah. And anyway, that's not the reason this is on the list. Okay. Here's the story. We watch this film. My dad takes me to, to Toys R Us. Rip, Toys R Us. Yeah. Um, and he buys me all the action... He, he buys me this <laughs> he action... He buys me every action no, 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 figure no. He buys store. me this action figure set that includes the Green Goblin on his glider mm. and plus Spider-Man, like broken Spider-Man at the end of the film where Toby's fa- mask is all ripped up, which oh, okay. happens a lot in these films. It really does. In this first trilogy. Like, yeah. man, just fucking get a better material. But in, in the comics, he loses his mask quite a lot true, as well. Yeah. True, true. Um, plus like a rubble set piece for them to fight on. And what was cool about the Green Goblin was that it was like a little pistol that he like, the glider sat on top of your hand and the, I remember this these toys vividly. Yeah. Uh, and the Goblin goes on top and they're like, they're great toys. Like, fuck, they don't make toys like this anymore. And it was like a pistol and you like shot the pistol and it shot its little green bombs out. And it was great, great fun. Pumpkin bombs out. And I went home and I had these toys and I was like on a Spider-Man high. I was like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. And I ran into my nan and pop's room who were living with us at the time. And I shot one of the bombs across the room and I landed on the other side of my pop's bed and it went behind there and I lost it. I lost this piece of the toy. Oh no. And it broke my heart. And it was awful. Um... my pop passed away soon after. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, from lung cancer. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, but... <laughs> I know, I know. I know, quickly, I know yeah. dark, But, um... And 
it was very upsetting at the time. Um, I spoke about a little bit about this last week as well. Um, and Spider-Man got me through that. Yeah. Wow. Spider-Man really got me through Films that. Films do do that. They're very yeah. good at that. Like, and it's yeah. so much, it's so zany. It's so much fun. Aunt May is the best. Um, <laughs> We've talked about Spider-Man like so much. Yeah, on this podcast, I do. We so, talk, yeah. It always comes up, but... Um, and it is a great film. I remember when he passed away and um, my nun, you know, was obviously having to deal with that by herself and whatnot. And I was there a lot for my You're nun. You're standing there with a the DVD. It's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I was there for a lot for my nun at the time. And I remember like there was one time though that I was left at home and it really, you know, when something really hits you, like mm. everything hits you at once. And I'll never forget that. But I remember, <laughs> it's so stupid, this memory. But I remember like one day remembering like and just going to my pot's, pop's bedside and mm. like looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found that green bomb. Oh. Yeah, and I found that piece of the toy. And um, what was funny about it was that I could never find it that day. And Pop couldn't. Pop was looking for it all day. I mean, he couldn't find it. He'd gone to the hospital because he was ill and whatnot. But the funny thing about the bomb was is that he'd obviously found the bomb. And um, I'd been at school or something and he'd remembered to put it like with like a post-it note on it like in the bedside table to like Whoa. give it to me. And I found it. Yeah. That he'd rem- like had it there and he was going to give it to me, but you know, yeah. Wow. Dude. That's, yeah. that's, that's you touching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I always think of my pop when I, when I think of Spider-Man and I think of how much joy that movie brought me mm. in those times. Yeah. yeah um, cool. And Spider-Man is like my hero. He's like, yeah. you know, he, Peter Parker, man. He's, he's great. He's the yeah. man. Brings us to Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> at least in 1980. So, even though uh, Lord of the Rings was my first cinema-going experience, this was my first. Uh, this was the first film I watched at home, and it's funny because I snuck into my dad's room, uh, my mum and dad's room, one night when I was a toddler, and dad had just bought the VCR collection of the original trilogy. Wow! And he was watching them that night, but it was late night. Was this when George Lucas re-released them with special Prob- editions? Probably, okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, so Cloud City looks a little bit too good for a nineteen eighty <laughs> film. I think yeah. so. Yeah, but it's VCR, so you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad had like it was like one of those old like brick televisions too. Like it's like mounted on like a wall, kind of in the corner. Oh yeah, I know. Oh yeah, boy. Um. Anyway, so sneaking, everyone's asleep in in the. We're in an apartment at this time, because my family ran a ran a rent a building but that's that's another yep. story but yeah Go so on. we're in an apartment at this time and I've snuck out and because I've heard this thing going on in the other room and I walk in and I watch the second half of The Empire Strikes Back oh was this your first ever encounter with Star Wars yes Oh, everyone's asleep my dad's snoring kind of and he's fallen asleep watching it he's watched the first film before this I've never seen so I haven't seen the first film I haven't seen like the first half I walk in and Luke's on Dagobah training from Yoda yeah yeah and that whole cave scene happens. And I vividly remember watching this. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this thing called a movie? What the hell? <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God, it's his face in the mask. That guy's really scary. Film continues. The Cloud City fight happens between Luke and Vader. And I was like, oh my God, this is just awful. And I remember like watching it and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen as well. Because, you know, that shot of like Luke going up the stairs. Yeah. The lightsabers like- coming out. But you weren't on Jedi, Jedi yet. Jedi yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, so on Luke's side, I'm watching this thing. And then obviously the Luke, I'm your father happens. And I was gobsmacked. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. What is this? The film ends. And I'm like, it ended? <laughs> what the fuck it happens ended? next? <laughs> Toddler Brenton figures out how to change VCRs. 
<laughs> I, I spent an hour, like an hour and a half pulling the Empire Strikes Back tape out of the machine and figuring that the Return of the Jedi was the next film and I put it in to watch it. I was up to probably three or four in the morning. Wow. And I watched Return of the Jedi. Wow. Return of the Jedi nearly was the, the Star Wars film on this list. But I had to give it to Empire because it was the catalyst. For yeah. Um, because Return good of the Jedi... Good if you're getting the weaker of the three out of the way first. Sorry. Like, good if you for doing the weaker of the three out of the way first. What, you think Empire's the weaker? No, no, no. Return. Yeah. Like, like so you watching yeah. the whole film. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was the first one I watched the whole way through. Yeah. But Empire gets the nod. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the catalyst and like, you know, that Dagobah scene. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, um... Remember, we talk about a film, not a trilogy. So yeah, exactly. Empire. So yeah. I'll I'll give it to I'll give it to Empire, but it's the continuation, the catalyst that it got me to watch Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi, fair enough. It nearly was Return of the Jedi because Return of the Jedi has some of the best Vader Luke scenes. Mm. Obviously, because it's established he's the father, and you're like, holy shit! And it's got that scene that you yeah. love, that I love as well. Of yeah. like, I see you've constructed a new lightsaber. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm basically I'm sorry, son, but I'm taking you to the Emperor. And it just blew my mind. Toddler Brandon was just like, "Whoa, gosh!" And I was, but it was my dad was asleep next to me. I was lying next to my dad, and this whole father. And then son, he didn't wake up. <laughs> this whole father. Son <laughs> just wait for your story to get dark was, again. Was, like. it, was it being explored? And I remember lying there with my dad, and it's funny because I think my dad really like my dad took me to see the Phantom Menace. He wanted to introduce me to Star Wars in his own way, but it's funny that he didn't get that. But still. That's one of my, my favorite memories of lying there next to my dad who's like snoring, Aww. passed out. But he's stories are so movie, sweet. And I've joined him to watch Star Wars. Mm. And so, yeah, I like Star Wars is relate. <laughs> I, I just relate to my dad, like, and, and that he, he, on his terms, bought those movies to watch them. And I ended up falling in love with them as well on my terms, you know, mm. not because he forced me to watch them. Mm. Yeah. So that's Empire Strikes Back. Final film. Yeah. Is Titanic. Released in 1997. My heart will go on. Jack, my heart will go on. Uh, so, yeah, I picked Titanic not because of the bullshit love story in it or the fact that Leo could clearly get on the piece of wood and not fucking die. i never we heard all, that before. We all know that. But I picked this film because I watched this with my mum. <laughs> and I was watching it at home. It was on, this film was on TV. It was on like, it's it's always on TV around Christmas time. Every year in Australia on Channel 9, I think it is. It's always playing. It goes for fucking six hours because it's, it's a long film. There's the that many well. ad breaks in it. That you're yeah. up to like two in the morning watching Titanic. Wow. But I did it. And I was like, I'm going to watch this film through. And you did. I find this film a very difficult film to watch mm-hmm. because of the first experience I had. So similar, this is a similar one to The Sound of Music. Oh, I, I can see where the story's going. I don't care about the love story of this film. Like, it's not, it's sad and everything. And you're like, oh yeah, he died. And it's even more touching that than she, because, you know, she's about to commit suicide at the start. But she, he's the catalyst that makes her to live and whatnot. And it's sad. that <laughs> You're really loving the word catalyst this episode. Like- <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I haven't even said my catchphrase this episode. It's getting, what the wow. hell is going on? But I'm going to keep it that way for now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have a real strong catalyst to make me oh my say God, wow. my catchphrase. Um, so yeah, we get... Uh, but the end of Titanic and the whole kind of build up is that this the ship this unsinkable ship eventually sinks. And it's horrifying and it's a real tragedy that one this was one of those I think this is the only yeah, this is the only form of the thing. This is like a real event that happened. Not Rose and Jack, but the, the Titanic sunk. And I couldn't it was one of those things of like an unspeakable kind of like evil that 
all of those people died for nothing. Mm. And I was like disgusted by it. I remember I was viscerally disgusted by that this had really happened and those people were freezing to death and screaming for their lives in that mm. water. And mum and, co- mum and my sister are going, oh, like this is so sad, Rose and Jack. And I was like, I was angry. I was <laughs> so angry at the end of this film. And I've, I think I've seen that film one other time. Okay. And I've never watched it all the way through again. I've seen it all the way through once, but I find it very difficult to watch for some reason. That it just... <laughs> you just get genuinely angry. It it's makes like, me angry and it makes me upset. They could have, they could have dodged the iceberg. Like. No, that... That there wasn't enough fucking lifeboats, one, that they oh, didn't wow. go back and like and save anyone. I was just like, holy! It's like that's what human, really shits you off. Human, yeah, it's like human um, humanity failing at an epic proportion <laughs> and horrible shit happening, and we're meant to just worry about Leo, like in that whole like scenario. It's just it's like, oh, it's a great film. That's like, I'll film. give that. It's one of the. It's one of the great films. It's one of the those epics, but it makes me angry that <laughs> film. And I remember having that. It's in the list because I remember having the discussion with my mom afterwards about, you know, humanity, basically. And, <laughs> and because she's the same. She's yeah. like, oh, I can't watch it either because it makes me too upset that, like, all wow. those people died. And, yeah, we just shared that moment. And that's wow. why it's on the list. There you go. They're my seven films. Those are your top seven movie... Fave films. Fave yeah. films. Uh, there you go. That's the most intense experiences you've had with film. Like, that, that's... Yeah. yeah that's, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird that we haven't. I'll, I'll spoil it now. We haven't doubled up, so I've, oh. got, I've got a fresh, fresh list. We nearly did though. In some cases, we nearly we're had very, very, very similar. Yeah, I, even then, it was Spider Man Two, not Spider Man One. Um, but yeah, so okay, here we go. So, listeners, Nathan, Nathan's um, top. So these are so I have I've had so same thing with Brenton. I have three honorable mentions about for my movies, and um. But remember, you you only have to write down the three. You don't have to write the top seven. You have to write the three. Yep. Okay. So um, number three, <laughs> um, so so number three for my honorable mentions is Blue Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. And this yeah. is and this is on my list because this film, my experience watching it, I was so I had some family friends that came around to our house called Bob and Sandra, and um, I would I must be something like six years old or something like that, and my parents growing up were ardently against me watching films that were higher than PG. Like I didn't watch mm. my first M-rated film until I was maybe like twelve, like genuinely. So yeah, I <laughs> lived... like at opposite ends of the spectrum. You I know, know. <laughs> we are very. I know we got very sheltered, <laughs> and so and my parents were very very strict in that in that regard. So I remember we had these family friends come over one night, and they brought with them a DVD Blues Brothers. And I don't know how my parents lapsed in judgment because they've seen Blues Brothers before, but they're like, "Oh no, Nath can watch this movie with us," and they must have just forgotten how adult it was, and. It's, and so we all sit down and I, don't, I think my sister was up in her bedroom or something like that. So it was just the five, five of us and we put on the Blues Brothers. And the Blues Brothers is one of the best action movies of all time. And it's fantastic. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, you know, they're on a mission from God and, you know, they're all going about. But the swearing in this movie, <laughs> it's just like, it's just every vulgar word you can imagine is in this film. And as the first like like bombers dropped, my parents kind of look over to me, going, "Oh, what's this then?" <laughs> and they kind of like brush off the first one, and then a second swear word just dropped, and they're like, "Oh, oh gosh, what's 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 all this?" <laughs> and as they get more and more in, they kind of realize that like you know, the the band-aid's already been started to rip off, so they may as well, so they just may as well keep on going. <laughs> and like I learn genuinely all my swear words from this film. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Every swear word I know from life has come from this movie. And the film finishes, and there's a there's a pause. 
and you know we've seen all we've seen Carrie Fisher with a gun we've seen like <laughs> <laughs> we've seen like 20 police cars stop on top of each other oh my god and, yes and, and my parents turn around and they're like Nathan you are not to repeat a single line from this film <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like we've given you this we've given you the we've right to this. watch it and by the way this but is we will never speak nothing. of this again <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. Yeah. They gave me nothing. It's like they opened up the floodgates after like nothing for years. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I have all these swear words. And then the, and my family friends, Bob and Sandra, they both look over to me and they give me this. And Bob gives me this cheeky little wink. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and like, and I know it was deliberate. I know this was their doing. And ever since then, I've been in their debt because I just, I know how to swear because of this film. So that's, that's why I'm pleased by this. Honorable mention number two. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Is I, can I just say... Oh, yeah, sorry, I, sorry. One, one thing about Blues Brothers is I must admit, I've never seen that film. I've seen every scene in that film. Mm. I've never seen it in its entirety. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you should. It's a good yeah, film. Yeah, no. Like, and I wanted just so I get like... I've, I've got the experience oh, of having watched it all the way a, through. A film review for Maybe we should... We probably should, yeah. yeah like, because I've seen, like, I've seen every, like, I've like, I've seen the first half at one point. I've seen the last two thirds at one point. You know what I mean? Like, I've mm. got crossovers. I've seen it, but I've never like sat down and watched it, like beginning, oh. middle, and end. It is, it is generally. I don't think I, but actually, in truth, I've not seen the whole thing since then. So it's been, you're kidding. So you've seen you've it's, one. It's probably like 15 years or so since I've seen the dude, film. Dude, that's special. It's in your honorable mentions. There you go. There Maybe you we go. should return to it just for that reason. Yeah, dude. yeah. Awesome. That's an honorable mention because it introduced me to swearing. Um... <laughs> Honorable mention number two is Pacific Rim. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, the, dude. and the reason this is in my top seven, um, you know, favorite movie experiences is because I saw this movie for free at the cinema. <laughs> <gasps> Did and you sneak in? Nathan? I didn't sneak in. I, I've actually never snuck into a movie before, except for one time I went to see Thor: The Dark World by myself at the cinemas. It was like right after graduation in high school, <laughs> and I accidentally walked into the wrong cinema. <gasps> what did you see? I it was in some old film with like Judy Dench and like and like because I remember sitting down. The trailers were playing, but it was like trailers for old. Like, it was all it was, like, all the trailers for, for like silent oh, dramas. And that so kind it was of like stuff. an anniversary screening of something or whatever, like. I don't know. I don't even. Know, I genuinely don't know what the movie was. It was like, but all the trailers for that movie, the Judy Dench movie, was like for like like you know films about old people like overcoming sickness and that kind of stuff. I'm like this is weird. This is weird to be playing these trailers before four, and, <laughs> and then the movie started and the credits like said Judy Dench, and I'm like. Judy Dench is in the Thor film. I don't remember like that. Chris the Hemsworth's been recast. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. Oh my god, Judy Dench is Thor, and then like Helen Mirren as Loki. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Make it happen, Kevin Foggy. <laughs> Kevin, come on, Kevin. Come Let on, it happen. Kevin. <laughs> we need to talk about something, Kevin. <laughs> Reboot. Let's go. Uh. And and then yeah, and I remember like the credits. I'm like, oh no, and it dawned on me. I'm like, oh no, and then I sprinted. And also, I have this weird thing. Whenever I'm in the cinema, I need to take off my shoes. That's like a weird tradition. I've oh, always I had. know, I know. I've sat with you in a cinema, and you're like, right, it's starting, and you just slip them off. I take off my shoes. It's just <laughs> that's something I do. And um, yeah, yeah. We, oh, by the way, this is the first time you've ever acknowledged that. <laughs> um, but moving on, and then I ran into the other cinema, and I finally made it in time before. And the movie was just starting. Like Dude, the Marvel awesome. credits came open. Anyway, so Pacific Rim. The reason the reasons on my film list is as number two honorable mention is because at the time this was year eleven or twelve or something like that I was working in radio, yeah. I was working as a radio announcer on a radio station on the Gold Coast, um, which is a story in itself. But I'll get into that another day. And part of me having this job is that we got to go to um, preview screenings before movies came out, and we got to just because we were part of the staff. Yeah, yeah. So we got all these free tickets, and so I invite one of my mates over. Um, 
I give him one of my other tickets to my mate Lucas at the time. And we go to Pack Fest Cinemas. And we're very excited because we've never seen a movie in the cinema for free. So we're like, yeah, yeah, Pacific Rim. And like, we weren't that keen for the movie. We thought it was probably going to be shit. And so we walk on in and we sit down. And the cinema's packed, packed with all these um, winners of who've won like the, the mm. sweepstakes for our radio show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got a whole host of crowd. And anyway, so the, so this guy stands at the front of the cinema right before the movie starts. He says, welcome to the Radio Metro's preview screening. And he's like, congratulations, you're about to watch Pacific Rim. And he's like, are you all excited for Pacific Rim? Not a sound. The cinema was silent. <laughs> and, he's like, yeah. and it was a long, awkward pause. And he's like... Okay, let's start the movie. <laughs> and the movie comes on and is the most like like baffingly baffingly stupid films I've ever seen in my life. Like it's genuinely just bad. It's I and the and the the, the piece have you seen this before? Pacific Rim. Yeah. 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 And and I remember, and the best part about it was the the Australian accent in that film. Yep. The most butchered Australian accent I think I've ever yep. seen in cinema. Yep. And, and and it's funny because the room was full of Australians as we're in the Gold Coast. So like every time that character came onto screen and said something, I've never heard an audience laugh as much as I have <laughs> like watching that movie. And I've never in, like had an an audience so united in their loathing for one character. <laughs> I thought this is how Star Wars fans were laughing at Jar Jar back in the day. And like the movie finished. And we all walk out and Lucas just turns to me and he's like, well, at least we didn't spend any money. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I can just envision that now, like yeah. knowing Lucas and, and you obviously like, yeah. that's so funny, dude. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And like, we came out of the movie like at 11 p.m. at night and it was like the, the car park was empty by that point. And we're like, and we went home and we never spoke of it again. Have you ever seen it again? No. Dude, it's... It's such a guilty pleasure, that film. Really? Yeah, man. Really? It's so fucking trash that it's like, it's just a good time. Oh. It's just, oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's why it's number two. So it's number two because, uh, I'm honorable mentions because it's it's uh, my, very, my very first theory movie. So, uh, what's the better film? Pacific Rim or Shape of Water? Oh, <laughs> don't do this to me, Branson. <laughs> I dislike them both for different reasons. And you know this because we saw Shape of Water together in the cinema. (laughs) Brenton and I, Brenton and I have this thing where we like to talk about the Oscars each year and um, we have recommendations as to who's going to win and maybe we might do that on the podcast. Yeah, I reckon that's that's a a good seasonal episode. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, that would actually be good. Yeah, dude. But, um, there was a going with this. But yeah, I remember like you and I went, we saw most of the Oscar films independently, but we went to see Lady Bird together and Shape of Water together. Mm. And, um, Oh no, we didn't. No, I saw Lady Bird for free. No, um, I saw it with you. I saw uh, you? you invited me to that. Oh, that's right. So I think of three yeah. billboards. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we did see that. Um, yeah. Lady Bird together, and you and I walked out of that film just like emotionally, just oh, just shattered by that For film. Memory, that was my film of the year last year. It yeah, was, Lady Bird, yeah. which is surprising because I wasn't expecting it to be. No, yeah. God, it's such a fucking good film. So great. And then, and then we saw Shape of Water afterwards, and we're like, Ugh. <laughs> I'd still say Shape of Water, only just because. Dude, maybe Pacific Rim's a. Guilty pleasure, man. Yeah. But anyway, so Get Pacific Rim. That's my number two. Um, my number one, um, or, the, or the one that almost made the top seven in my honorable mentions wow. is Twilight. Wow. <laughs> and Twilight is on this list because... Dude, that's very apt that I was saying sparkling in the sun at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> my ears pricked, Renton. <laughs> and well, like your vampirical senses. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Twilight is on this. Twilight is on this list not because of me watching the movie itself, but because of of what this film did to my private life. 
So, Brenton, in 2009, when you and I were in year eight, I had a year eight girlfriend. Yes. So, um, by the name of Jo. And her and I, we started dating. And I had a big crush on her for a very long time. And, you know, when I say dating, I say dating in the terms of, like, when you're 13 years old dating. So, like, we just have lunch together, essentially. <laughs> that, was, that was our relationship. But we were very, very smitten with each other. And then... Um, one day she comes to school and she's like, Nathan, I've given you, I've, I've, I've got a gift for you. I'm like, Joe, you've got a gift for me. It's not, it's not an anniversary. It's not anything special. What, what's this gift? And she says, come to my school bag. So we walk on over and she's got like a stack of piece of paper in her bag. And I'm like, oh my I'm like, what's, what's this? And this is, she's like, I've written you something. And I'm like, you've written me something, Joe. How very sweet. And I'm generally humbled by this. And she's like, yes. And, and she's like, don't read it till you get home. I'm like, okay, oh I promise, God. I promise. So I get, so the whole day, I'm just wondering what the hell she's written for me. I'm imagining it's like, it's, it's a love letter of some sorts. Mm. I get home. Which is cute. It's like, you know, you're in your, you're like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're, like, you're probably thinking at home, yeah. how does this all link to Twilight? So <laughs> I took the pieces of paper home <laughs> and without even saying hello to my parents, I run up to my bedroom and I, 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 you know, put them on the bed and I start reading. And what 13 year old Joe has done is that she has written Twilight fan fiction but she has replaced Edward and Bella with her and I. <laughs> and and in <laughs> and with the prose of a 13-year-old girl, oh my she God. has written this four-page uh scene where her and I are in class and she and she <laughs> she details how I bite her and I kiss her and then I bite her and I turn her into a vampire. And, and it's very, very graphic, and it's very, very confronting. And I had seen the Twilight film by this point, and I was very confused as to what the intention of this letter was. Oh, my God. And I go back to school, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I say, hello, Joe, and it's the start of the day, and I'm like, I've read, I read your story. Um, thank you. Um, what inspired this? And she said... I love Twilight. I've seen it 30 times. <laughs> she said it like that too. Like, I love Twilight. I've seen it 30 times. We should watch it 30 more together. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, because I was not a fan of the movie Twilight or the book or any anything along those lines. And I'm like, ah, and she's like, and she's like, and I'm like, why did you write it? And she's like, I want you to be my Edward. (laughs) And I'm like, and and she hugs me. And because I'm a year eight boy, the hug just like disarms me, you know, because, you know, I'm like, yeah, this hot girl's hugging me. Like, and she's like, I'll see you in class. I'm like, okay. And then over the next like fortnight, she like, she just keeps on mentioning like, like, like vampiric things. Like, 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 read it again. Like, like, just like, you're so pale today, Nathan. I'm like, I start telling this to my friends. And, you know, when you were 13, you don't know how to handle these things appropriately. So I tell a lot of people about this. And universally, everyone's like, no. Everyone's like, don't do this. No, this is not happening to us in our relationships. No, no, they're just—they're not that. They're just like, like, it's not worth it. And so the relationship ends, and ever since then, I have been unable to watch Twilight because not because the films are bad, even though they are. It's because 
it gives me flashbacks to when this girl wanted me to be her vampire. <laughs> Nathan, so you know what we're going to be doing once this episode concludes? What? I'm sitting you down and we're going to watch Twilight. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so those are my honourable mentions. Lovely. So my top seven are not listed alphabetically. They're actually ranked. I actually managed to rank them. So Dude, from, good on you. Like, it's from, tough, tough. Tough mm. deal. Yeah, so nice work. It was very dark. So, so I've ranked it from my number one favorite experience with a movie that I've ever had all the way down to my number seven. Oh, um, I'm okay. so excited, dude. <laughs> Get cracking. So, I hear and by the way, those are the honorable mentions. And now to go to the actual list. Yeah, yeah. Of films you've actually seen, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so number seven is Eurotrip. And Eurotrip <laughs> is on my list because... Um, so in college, um, I had a thing with a girl and we were in my bed one night and we saw the film Eurotrip. This was like when I was 18 and we watched it together and it was like, it's so fun. Have you seen this film? I've never seen it, dude. Oh, yeah. dude. It's like, it's about these um, four Americans like in the early 20s. They're off to uni and um, this guy um, has this like pen pal in Germany, this chick. Mm. Oh no, no, he thinks it's a guy that he's been writing to and but it's actually a girl that he's been writing to and it turns out um this girl really really likes him so she says hey i want to marry you i want to like be with you and that kind of stuff he's like ew this guy's written this to me and this guy called scott scotty and he's like oh ew this this guy wants to fall in love with me screw that and then he ends up looking up on the internet and it's this like hot german girl and he's like oh no but she's already left um her german home and she's now traveling around europe mm. so he like, grabs his friends he's like okay we got to go to europe and find this girl so i can propose to her and like okay and they're going on this wacky adventure all throughout europe so like, cool yeah. yeah so it's, it's like it's like buddy travel trip like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, great yeah. it's it's really it's so funny it's one of my cool. f- favorite comedies of, Dude, if not my favorite it, yeah. comedy of all time wow well, yeah. i got to watch it yeah. it's it's by the way it's not a good film let me just preface that by starters. It's not a good film at all. But yeah. but I love it to death. I love it to death so much because it's so funny. But also, going back to that story, so I watched this with, with this girl at the time and ever since then, I have had a tradition that every girl I have dated, I have made her sit down and watch Eurotrip with me. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask why? Because... If they do not laugh at this movie, then they're not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) This may sound like a really dick thing to say. This is like the test. It's like it is. It's Nathan's test. You know, like some couples, like they go to a restaurant, and if like the other person doesn't like this type of food, is a deal breaker. I don't know. Like people have their deal breakers. This is my deal breaker. Like I love your trip that much. It's so fun. It's so funny. It's so quotable. Like there's a million great quotes from this film. It was made in 05, so sadly we can't do it for classic movie banter. But um until sh- 2025. Until 2025. <laughs> but um ah it's just for those who have seen it um the the scene where they go through the train in the tunnel and there's a guy going miscuzi is one of my favorite scenes ever. Um, when they end up in Eastern Europe, and I'm going to spoil this film for you, Bren. So they end up in Eastern Europe, and they only have like three cents left, and they're like, "What can this buy us in Eastern Europe?" And it cuts hard to a scene of them in like a palace. <laughs> and they bought all these like these extensive staff and lots. It's like, wow, three cents gets you a lot in Eastern Europe. <laughs> There's a scene um, where um, they go to the Vatican, and and um, one of the guys accidentally convinces the state media that the Pope has died and he's the new Pope. Like it's, (laughs) it's so stupid, but it's such a good film. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's MA. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of swearing. Oh wow. So it's, it's fucking incredible. I love this film so much. And it is my girlfriend, uh, 
odometer. <laughs> nice to know. Well, you've let everyone know too. So it's I know. <laughs> if anyone wants to date me in Secrets the future, out. <laughs> make sure you love your road trip. Yeah, practice that fake laugh. Of like <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, I really yeah. want to watch it now, dude. Now it's, that, yeah. it's so fucking funny. I love this film to death. Um, number six, Gravity. 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 Gravity Ooh. is my number six um, film. And this is and the story behind this film. I think I've actually told you this story is that I went to see it um, in the cinemas with my parents when it came out in 2013. And um, we we went to yeah we went to the movies. We sat down. We watched it in 3D glasses and it was remarkable. We were gobsmacked at how high quality the 3D was. I'd never been sold on 3D at that point until that film. Mm. And it was my first true like holy shit cinema has evolved kind of moment. Because Avatar was very impressive at the time, but like, mm. especially it's 3D, but like, I remember not being overwhelmed with Avatar. Yeah. I mean, we've had this discussion before and I, I'm literally the opposite of you. I was like, I was, Avatar blew my mind with its use of 3D technology, whereas Gravity, I was very underwhelmed by. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I remember loving that film to death and, mm. you know, Sandra Bullock spinning about and... George Clooney just he's, having chats. He's just having chats. It's, I don't know. I just love it. I was just really, really go. I was holding my breath the whole film. It yeah. just did. It's on this film because it's a wow film, but also our mutual friend Lachlan was on a date at that same time with his girlfriend at the time, Annabelle. And we, and we only realized we were both in the cinema after the movie finished <laughs> <laughs> and the movie and the credits start rolling. And I stand up and I'm gobsmacked and I turn around and then Lachlan and I, our eyes meet. <laughs> we both realize we've both been in the same experience and he has the exact same expression on his face as I do. And, and, and he's completely ignoring his girlfriend and he just looks at me and he gives me this nod and I nod at him back <laughs> and, the, and we don't exchange words <laughs> and we just walk out of this and we're in silence. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And, Sometimes there are no words. Yeah. No, so that it's on the list because of it. It was just a wow film. Number five. Number five is the Emperor's New Groove. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> it yes. is, and th- and the reason this film is on my list is well, it is a remarkably it's one of the best films Disney's ever made. Yes. But it is on this list because it is the first movie I ever saw at a cinema. Wow, and it's a good one to see too. Yeah, oh. I remember seeing this in cinema as well. I must have been four or five years old. I genuinely had never been to a cinema prior to that. And my grandfather, of all people, took me to the cinema for the first time. Mm. Um, he had no idea what the film was, nor had I. I think he just saw Disney and he's like, oh, that'll be appropriate for a kid. And so we went to the cinemas and he and we sat down. I... I just remember, and that's when I fell in love with cinema. It was in that moment, wow. and I just remember seeing like, it's a beautiful film. It's colorful. Oh. It, the the music is fantastic. The characters, the characters like it's, yeah. it is it is a like a perfect first experience for a cinema. And I remember just thinking, if this is what movies are like, like, and here I am now, a, a movie a oh. movie talker on on podcasting, dude. That's awesome. I love that this was your your mm. inspiration it was magical and, yeah. like, and it is a remarkable film I like, love it dude it's, it's one of my so yeah good. it's one of my favourite animations I, I yeah. quote it more than any other film Kronk is the best Pacha oh my oh, god I love the characters I, dude every time I co- I'm cooking something burns I always go my spinach puffs <laughs> 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 yes every yes. Yeah, I, every time I grab a door handle I'm like pull the lever Kronk like, <laughs> yeah. oh it's awesome dude <laughs> or, or if I'm holding up a vial I'll be like llama <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. supposed to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Every time I stand I against the wall, I'm like, movie, <laughs> <laughs> like Kronk. 
the guy just walks past them and they kind of look at each other like, what the fuck? And then they just keep... like, <laughs> It's so funny. It's the so se- good. The scene where they're running about and they um and there's like the dots on the map and then they end up, there's like the dots yeah. in the room. And they look at each other and there's like the shrug and then they just keep going. <laughs> oh, it's so good, that oh, movie, dude. It's, oh my God. It gets God. better and better the more you watch it. Yeah. I've ne- oh, that's, in my opinion, that's, the, it, that's one of those movies. You're right. It's like, it gets better every time and... It's never not a good time to watch that movie. No, it's like any occasion is the perfect time to watch *The Emperor's New Groove*. Oh. Like, like uh, oh, and wasn't like, it a box office bomb or something? Like, it, it was. I don't what understand the it. Hell, like I, I don't remember, understand it. I remember the marketing material for that film. I remember the mm. watching trailers and stuff for it and being real, like, being like, "Oh, this is hilarious! Like, this is gonna be a good time!" Like, and I just don't understand how it didn't take off. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. Great choice, man. Remarkable film. Great choice. Probably yeah. the best Disney film ever made, in my opinion. Wow, Bi- yeah. Okay. Biasly, biasly, I may add. Yeah, yeah, of course, but yeah, not a bad choice at all. Number four is Shrek. Hey. Ask me Shrek. Um, Shrek is on this list because, <laughs> because of an experience in primary school. So Shrek was the film that would play on the school bus when we would go to school camps. And so whenever you were on like a school bus and it had that one tiny little square TV at the very front of a bus that would house like 50 kids, um, this is the film that would play. And it played a lot on a lot of our school trips. And you, were, you must remember this, Brenton, because we did a lot of the same trips together. Dude, yeah. Shrek, yeah. Shrek was always on. It was always on, on yeah. the bus. And I I remember loving that film to death as a child. Um, I saw that film in the cinemas as well and I fell in love with it. Um, and because it played so much on the school bus, everyone would like do the film as the film was playing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I remember, like, like literally just sitting next to, like, a random person in grade three. And, you know, the scene would come on, um, you know, where Donkey and Shrek meet for the first time mm. and everyone would be quoting that scene line for line. And, you know, like, the whole scene, the whole film's quotable. Yeah. And then, back when I was a child, I had horrendous motion sickness. Like, like terrible motion sickness. Dude, do you remember I, this? Dude, I can recount a story of you, my... My mum picking us up from school and driving us somewhere to rehearse our, our drama Stedford uh, things that yeah. we've discussed in previous episodes uh, at my house and you had awful motion sickness mm. and you warned us about it like before you got in the car. You're like, <laughs> oh, just so you know, like I have motion sickness. And I was like, oh, of course, if we need to pull over, like, you know, all good. And but dude, <laughs> yeah. It, like, like, I, I downplayed it. Like, I th- your mum was very patient with me. Like, I remember being like the biggest drama queen when it happened. Like, but there was one school trip where I think we came back from like year three camp or something like that. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we were all and Shrek was playing, and then <laughs> it was. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting at the back of the bus like an idiot, like literally center back row, and I just got bad motion sickness, and. I had no shame. I literally, at the top of my lungs, screamed, stop the bus. Like, high-pitched. Yep. And then one of the three teachers came to the back of the bus and like, Nathan, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just, I can't do this. And then, and people around me were snickering, like, dude, calm the fuck down. They're like, (laughs) I'm like, nah. I was just like acting like I was about to give birth. I'm like, no. (laughs) And... And she's like, okay, we'll come come to the front of the bus. And I'm like, are we going to pull over? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but, but, but miss, I'm dying. And she's like, it was like, like a half an hour drive back like, yeah, to the yeah. school. It was nothing. And she's like, 
come come and so i sat at the front of the bus and like she's like just breathe and i was breathing and it didn't work and, and i was just freaking out I'm like and i said, said to her i'm freaking out man <laughs> and by the way i was eight when this happened yeah so um, and everyone's just laughing at me and rightly uh, so i was acting yeah, like an yeah. idiot but i was embarrassed of course as you are as an eight-year-old child of course yeah and what got me through that was genuinely just looking up directly above me and just focusing on track yeah it's a great film dude it's a great film and just to offer my perspective during that moment because I remember that moment too yeah I remember coming back because it was after that that day that my mum had picked us up and we'd gone back to my place and you know you'd had your uh, bout of motion sickness coming over you that day so Mm. I knew that you got it quite bad and like the extent of how bad it was and by the way I'm fine now yeah no of of course (laughs) yeah Um, yeah, no no, (laughs) that's good for it so everyone knows yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. last week man I had a bad case again (laughs) but um I remember being on that bus and everyone was snickering and everyone was some people were laughing and some people were angry shut up Nathan we're trying to watch Shrek Shrek. exactly we're trying to watch Shrek and it made me angry because I knew that, like, the horror of what you were going through, and I was like, he's just got motion sickness. Like, it just <laughs> happened. Like, leave him alone. Like, and I was like, it, it, it made me quite angry. Like, I'm, oh, thanks, yeah, buddy. I remember I was like, beetroot red. I was like, if we just shut up, and, like, because it's not helping. It's like, he just needs <laughs> to, like, calm down. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I remember feeling, like, angry at that point. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'll never forget that either. Yeah. No, <laughs> me neither. Yeah. And Shrek was playing. Shrek Lord Farquaad was on the screen. Oh. Do you, think you he's know the something? Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man? Yeah, the Muffin Man. <laughs> the man from Drury Lane? <laughs> well, she's married to the, the Muffin, Muffin Man. man. The, the Muffin, Muffin Man? man. Oh, the Muffin Man! man. <laughs> oh, uh, that film. Shrek. Number three. Which, funnily enough, is a threequel as my number three. <laughs> and my number three is High School Musical 3. Oh, Nathan, what is going on? <laughs> what is this list? list? I'm surprising you, Brenton. Oh, dude, you really are, but go for it, dude. I'm nothing but surprises. This is number three on my movie experiences because <laughs> <laughs> because of something that happened in New Zealand. So, and it, and it was a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Proceed. Go, 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 go. <laughs> that gets your curiosity. <laughs> so we were so we were in a holiday. <laughs> we were in a holiday in Wanaka, which is this tiny little town in New Zealand outside Queenstown, about an hour's drive south. Um or north, one of the two. And we um and we were coming back from the from the snow one day and we'd been skiing all that day. And uh and my sister and I, we were very eager to get home because on the Disney Channel they were airing High School Musical 3. And we hadn't... And my sister and I were ardently in love with 1 and 2 as children because, you know, children enjoy eating bullshit for some reason. And so we, we lapped those movies up and we loved them. Um, you know, we loved the first one where he's, you know, basketball and singing about... Where he checks his watch and he doesn't have a watch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. I yeah. love the second one where there's a random Miley Cyrus cameo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the third one... So we were very hyped for the third one. And we, so as we get, as we're driving um, back, like we pull up outside our front house and we start walking in and then an earthquake strikes Wanaka, a classic New Zealand earthquake because New Zealand has heaps of them. And the house shook. And my sister and I were like, oh no. And my, par- <laughs> and my parents were like, quick, stand between the doors because that's what we do between an earthquake. So we're still between the doors and, you know, the house was shaking for a while and my sister and I could see the clock both from where we were standing and we're like, mum and dad, the movie's starting. 
and the house was still shaking. <laughs> and, and and my parents were like, you can't, no, like, this is, like, we're in the middle of an earthquake. Like You have to stay where you are. And my sister and I got really angry. <laughs> we're like, we want to see High School Musical 3. <laughs> and we kept on standing there. And, you know, the earthquake passes. And, and then we sprint towards the television. And we can't turn it on. <laughs> oh. Because... Because of the earthquake, and it was shaking. So, like, Dad, Dad, can you check the power? And it's like, oh, fine, with what is it, whatever. So, he turns things on and off. And this is like just a guest house, by the way. Yeah. And we finally, he finally gets it working. And, and we tune in, and we've missed like the first five oh. minutes. And as a child, you're yeah. just so cut from that. And the rest of the movie, we're trying to piece it together. And we finally work out what's going on. Mm. And we make it through the film. And because we're tempted to just, like, not continue watching it. And just like wait for it to come on again and watch it from the start. But I remember turning to my sister and I saying, "No, Jess, we must watch this film because we went because we we survived a natural disaster to watch High School Musical three senior year." Oh my god, that is why that's a great story. The things we had to go through to watch this film, and I'm and we glad, enjoyed it and we had fun. I'm glad it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember being, I remember just like standing in that earthquake thinking. I'm missing the movie just because of this fucking earthquake. What's your, <laughs> what is your favorite of those three films? First one. Yeah. For yeah, sure. For sure. Oh, it's one I've seen the most. It's the one people talk about the most. Yep. Um, it's got the most quotable songs. What's the worst one? Two. I think for me, it's three. I remember in th- this is a scene in three where they're on the rooftop and they're singing like randomly on the rooftop top about oh, senior yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised for our drive-in movie thing. We should we didn't put on senior year for High School Musical three. Like, I thought that would have been a hit. I feel like no one voted for it. <laughs> I <laughs> think the final, true. yeah, the final two films that were for our drive-in movie night were mm. Step Brothers, which won, mm. and uh, Up. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to watch Up. Up would have been too sad. Like. Screw it, man. Yeah, Just screw it. Man Up. Yeah, Let's man watch up. up. Yeah, so High School Musical <laughs> 3, so. Yeah, great. So what's number two? Number two <clears throat> uh, for, my, for my top favorite movie experiences is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Wow, okay, cool, that one. Goblet of Fire. I love the Harry Potter series. I love the Harry Potter movies. It's, they're my favourite films of all time. For I'm sure... They're any your favourite films of all time? Or, or they're my favourite movie series of all time. Yeah, right, okay, cool. Um, you know, for... You know, as any millennial probably has the, the same reasons as they do. It's it's fantastic. Um, and, you know, I grew up in that Harry Potter you know, saga, like, you know, the same ages as Daniel and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so the reason Goblet of Fire is on here as opposed to all the other movies is because it was when Goblet of Fire came out that my family and I started going to the opening day first screenings. Right, yeah. For Harry Potter. Mm. And we did that all throughout, um, up to the eighth film. But for the first three, I just saw on DVD because I was just catching up. So this is the first one I also saw at cinemas, by the way. Mm. Um, And... I was very excited because I'd seen those three, the first three films I must have seen like at least 30 times each. Like genuinely, we owned them on DVDs. We didn't have that many DVDs as a kid. Yeah. So I think we had like maybe like 10 DVDs and three of them were Harry Potter films. <laughs> so my sister and I like every Saturday morning would just watch those three films in a row. Like yeah. every weekend, like yeah. religiously. And so by the time the fourth one got announced, I was very excited. I went, I remember when the trailer got announced for Goblet of Fire, I remember going to the iTunes movie trailer website and just, <laughs> and just, and like waiting for that thing to buffer because it took forever to buffer because yep. it ran on quick time. And I just watched that trailer like at least 500 times. That's so cool. So I was yeah. very hyped for this movie. I remember pausing the trailer as a 10 year old, watching frame by frame, trying to work out what they were doing for the movie. 
and then it finally came out. So we went opening day in the morning, 10 a.m. We were standing at the rooftop of Packfest Cinemas, and it was a car park. And we were waiting for the doors to open. At 10 o'clock came, the doors didn't open. Oh. And everyone's like, and, and by the way, there was like a crowd of maybe 200 people yeah, standing yeah. outside the front doors of the cinema, all to see Eric Potter. And eventually, and you know, people start like banging on the doors because they're like, what the fuck? Like, we got to see a Harry Potter film. Like, mm. we're here to see this. A car alarm starts going off. Oh. And, 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 and people are like, oi, 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 turn that Bogan's car off. They're all starting <laughs> to shout at each other. And the car alarm doesn't stop. Yeah. The crowd of Harry Potter fans turns into a riot. Oh. A genuine riot where people like there's now like tens of people slamming on the doors saying open up the doors people cheering like chanting like Harry like ha- seriously I'm not making any of this up was this at uh, Pacific Fair this was on the oh, rooftop like, on the of rooftop Pacific Pacific Fair Cinemas. you know exactly yes. where this would have been I know exactly it. where it was yeah holy moly yeah, yeah. and what and happened what eventually this this so you know in The Simpsons, there's the teenager with the high voice, like <laughs> yes. So imagine the real life version of that. He comes guys, to the front. Hey guys, <laughs> come on, just form an orderly line. So imagine a riot of Harry Potter fans, and this kid comes to the front doors and he unlocks them. And before we can say anything or give an excuse, everyone just floods in. And in the madness of it all, of it all we never knew why it was delayed. Really, yeah. So in the madness of it all, we n- you're probably wondering, did I fire six shots or seven? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never find out. But we finally got in and it was before assigned seating. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, so we had to go to the box office, grab our tickets and then... Rush to the cinema. Everyone ran to the cinema and you just, we had to grab the best seats. And I, I've never seen my... So I did it, so it was my mother, my sister and I because dad wasn't that interested in Harry Potter. And I remember, I've never seen such a violent crowd uh. before. Like everyone was like, like shoving people out of the way to get into the cinema. Like, like people, uh. I was a child and people pushed me down. Like, <laughs> like it was like, people just had no, like we're not holding back. And, and like, because there's three of us to find three seats in a row, we just couldn't do. And we couldn't. Mm. And then eventually mum played like the, I have kids card. And we eventually found some three seats. And then we all sat down and then, and then people started trying to play the movie. Oh yeah, and then finally, like the Warner Brothers logo starts coming out of the cloud. Everyone's like shh, and then everyone starts cheering, going like whoa, and then the movie starts. Yeah, and that experience I've never had. Nothing like it, dude. No, it was my first time ever yeah. going to an opening day, and that's why it's my number two movie experience. Dude, yeah, mine. Yeah, like I've said before, but like mine was Fellowship, and it was that same thing of mm. like it was a bit more organized. So it was like the like that midnight. Uh, screening, nice. so all the all the cinemas are playing the same film, mm. and you like you go in and everyone's just like mm, wants the best seats because it was at Pack Fair as well, and then the yeah just when it starts and everyone just oh. uh, I have to say uh, just quickly that uh, there was a Harry Potter film that nearly made it to my honorable mentions. Ooh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Ah, oh, yeah, my job. favorite of the films. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I love that film. It's yeah. a great film. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah. But Chamber of Secrets holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Oh, nice. So what's number one? Number one. So my top movie experience I've ever had um, is The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Wow. Okay. And the reason... Okay. There's actually two reasons why Hunger Games is my number one movie experience of all time. First, <laughs> there's two stories behind this. First has to do with a book competition. The second has to do with our headmaster. So wow, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> explain, explain. Yeah, yeah. I can see genuine curiosity in your wow, face. Wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> T- 
telling me more, sir. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more, Harry. Why are you the chosen one? <laughs> <laughs> so, I am the chosen one. So, in year nine, um, there was a competition where you could um, do like uh, trivia or something like that. And it was like book club trivia. So, you like you were given a book to read. And you could and you could do this and you form a team and you have to answer questions about this this book in your team. I remember we did this in the lecture theatre mm. and um, Mrs. Curran held the competition at the time. And we and so I formed a team with a couple of mates in year nine. We read this one book. It was like I can't remember what the book was. It was a random book. And we rocked up and we answered the trivia questions and we won. We won the thing. I remember this, but I, I'm trying to remember what the book was because I, I think yeah. I remember what the book was, but I can't. Oh, it was something. Ooh, was it part of a series? I can't remember. Was I, it I the first in the series, remember. yeah, yeah. But I remember you guys winning too. We, yeah, we won, and yeah. it was it was like the seven, eight, nine kids, um, and even teachers as well. Yep. That we versed. It was, it was it was a big deal at the time, and we won, and we got a trophy for it, and all that. We got some praise for it, and people were like, well, well done, Nath. <laughs> but most importantly, is that we got five free books as a as a deal for winning this, and also we got to represent the school in a inter school book competition right, where we yeah. got to read these these five books that we had won, and then do trivia them versus other schools. So, and one of these books was The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, and this is in two thousand and ten. So this is before the movie. I think it was before the movie was even announced, mm. or maybe it had just been announced. But like, no, I don't think. I think it's before it's been announced. Yeah, memory because the first one came out twenty twelve, and so we. And so we read the books, and no one had ever heard of The Hunger Games before. And it was this book that I won, so it was, it was this book I had for free. And there's also a sticker inside the book saying, "Congratulations, Nathan, you've won this book mm. uh, on behalf of your school." So I'm like, "Awesome!" So we, so I read the book, and we do the trivia, and we come close. We come really close to winning, but we didn't end up winning this, the inter-school trivia. But I remember reading The Hunger Games and loving it. And then I found out there's some sequels, so I read the sequels and that kind of stuff. And I was in love with this book because I got it for free and I had earned this book. I didn't just buy it. I earned this series. So I had this real attachment to The Hunger Games. And then when I found the movie was coming out, I'm like, fantastic. I've come full circle. I'm one of the OG fans that found yeah, out about yeah. it before it went big. Um, I'm in it. So it meant a lot to me. The second reason this is my number one movie experience is because I was in a class in year 10 called English Extinction. Yep. So I was, I was, I was quite in love with English as a child. And um, it was a class that our headmaster mm. at the school taught. And it was very much like Dead Poet Society, where like Robin Williams, that kind of figure, just came into the classroom to just spill on how great language is and inspired you. Mm-hmm. And then that's what mm-hmm. I had master did. Um, very lovely man. And part of that semester of me doing that class is that he promised, if um, he promised to take us to the movies. And he took. I said, if you guys all finish the class and you all do well, I will take you all to the movies for free. I will buy you all tickets to do it. And I'm like, great. That, yeah, that sounds awesome. That's th- Thank you so much. And then... Wait, what's his, like, spec- like, what's his, like, criteria for everyone doing well? I don't know. I can't remember. Was I, it just what, like, I'm going to say that, but I'll just take you all to the Yeah, it was, it was more just like, you just be good kids and yeah, then yeah. I'll take you to the movies. And, yeah, he, cool. and, he, done it, and he, he done it for every previous class. Like, every, like yeah. for years prior to it, he'd always taken a group of kids to the movie. So, it was like a given thing. Anyway, so... We finished, and this is the second half of year 10. So we finished the class and, you know, we're all having a pizza party and we're all getting excited and we've done that Cole's hands thing, which is a story I'll tell for another day. <laughs> but um, we, and then, and so we, we get to the end of the semester and I'm like, oh, Mr. Wallace, can we, can we go, are we going to, are you going to take some movies? And he's like, sure thing, kids. And then never happens. He never organizes it. He's a very busy man. He's the headmaster. So he just never gets around to organizing it. And, you know, everyone's like, well, we've had one of the best semesters of our lives. Let's not push it. You know, we've had our fun. 
Year 11 starts, so this is months later. <laughs> yep. And I have a friendship with the headmaster. We were, we were close at the time. And I remember deliberately booking an appointment with the headmaster. I went up to his, to his receptionist and I asked for an appointment. She said, what, what would what do you want to see the headmaster for? And I said, uh, just, just for chats. And she's like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so she books me and I rock up to his office. And he's like, Nathan, what can I help you with? And I said, can you live up to your word? And he's like, I beg your pardon? And he said, you promised... Uh, I was 16, by the way, when I did this. I was a little prick. and um, It's awesome. I was, I was a big prick when I was 16. And I said, "Can you promised us a movie. And he's like... Yes, but and he grumbled and all that. I'm like, you promised us a movie, and he's like, oh, very well, very well. And he's like, well, I have to, I have to organize the tickets. Very well, yeah. And, and he's, yeah. And he says, well, Nathan, have to organize the tickets. And I'm like, good, let's do it now. And he's like, now. And I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> like, like I did. I was very inappropriate. <laughs> I did. I did. I stepped out of line. And he's like, and he's, like, and he had his computer open. I'm like, cool. Let's look it up. And so he opens up events and this, and he's like, uh, "What should we see?" And 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 I'm like, "What movies on there, Mister Wallace?" And he starts, um, <laughs> "I'm like a mobster boss that's just walked into the room, like, I'm like looking at your like, that's a nice vase you got there. Shame if something were to happen to it." <laughs> Smashes one object. Oh, whoops! What a pity. Goes over to the candlestick. Hmm. Mm. Where was this from? Better book those tickets, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I did to the headmaster of our school. And oh he, and he, wow! He started saying, "Well, there's the." A movie called the hunger games out and i'm like great let's do the hunger games and he's like cool so i got to see this movie for free brenton because i i bullied the headmaster into <laughs> buying our english class tickets so he writes this letter prints it off sends it to the students who are in that class and the theme of it is that um you got to come dressed like the movie you so got to dress up. You got to dress up. Oh, yeah, wow, to, that's awesome. Yeah. We got to all dress up. So you have to dress like in the theme of the Hunger Games. And so we all eventually rock up to the cinemas and I rock up as Caesar Flickerman. Yep. So I rocked the blue hair. <laughs> I had blue I had I had blue paint just sprayed onto my hair. <laughs> yep. And um and I come in a suit and everyone else I like, comes like in like weird like quarter quail outfits and that kind of stuff. Yep. And our headmaster rocks up in this bright green suit with an orange shirt, like lime green suit. And with this orange shirt and a, and a red tie. And and we're all so confused. And we're like, how is this related to the Hunger Games? And he says to us, I'm I'm here as a fruit salad. And because he had no idea what the Hunger Games was about, he just thought it was just about food. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all sit down. And because he booked the tickets, yep. being... Oh, my God. <laughs> Thing. I see what you're about to say, yeah, yeah. Because he booked the tickets, he booked for some reason. He he meant to book the back of the cinema. Oh, my God. But he booked the very oh front God. row by yeah. complete accident. And if anyone's seen The Hunger Games in cinema, you will know that, that, that the biggest main criticism for that first film is its shaky cam. <laughs> There's a lot of sh- like very unfocused shaky cam in that movie. And we're all sitting in the front row of a VMAX cinema, may I point this out. Oh, we, we literally the entire film was a blur. Wow, we we just we were, and I remember and I sat next to him, and I remember halfway through the film, he leans into me, and I'll never forget this. The headmaster leans into me, and he's like, "Nathan, I think if I have made, I think I made a mistake with the booking." <laughs> That's so funny. And that is, and that is my top movie experience. Oh, of the all fruit time. salad leaned over. <laughs> 
Oh, that's incredible. Those are my top seven stories with movies. Love it, dude. Great list. Thank you. Great list. Great list. So, uh, so all that's left to do is to recap, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I'll go first. I'll choose one for you, and then you can go one for me. Okay, so Brenton. Okay, so your top seven had The Dark Knight, Goodwill Hunting, The First Lord of the Rings, The Holy Grail, First Spider Man, Empire Strikes Back, and Titanic. Mm-hmm. Most of them blockbusters, except for two. Um, all excellent films. What else is in common? They're they're all they're all part of franchises, except for Titanic and Goodwill Hunting. It says something about you, Brenton. Hmm. 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 What's it say, Nathan? Um, okay, so if I'm presuming if no one. Okay, out of all these films, of, of what I would recommend yep. someone to watch out of all these, but this is an excellent list. If you want an experience with a movie akin to what you and I had um, with our lists, I'd probably say... I'd say the first Spider-Man. Yeah. I'd say the first Spider-Man. I don't think it's the best no. film no, out no. of... But this, this this today's episode has not been about the best film no. made. This, these are not our top seven these are our personal, best films ever made. These are our personal favourite experiences just, with, yeah. with, with films that inspired mm. us, that have you know, maybe not inspired us, that have inspired something in us to, to put it in the list, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, dude. Great choice. I think if you haven't seen the first Spider-Man, or even if you haven't seen it for a while, out of all these, this is the one you'll have the most fun with. Well, this is the one where you'll have a story you will talk about it the most afterwards. Norman, that's, that's my two cents. Norman, you ain't out. You're, you're in. <laughs> you're, you're in, buddy. <laughs> in uh. am I? <laughs> all right, uh, Brenton. Nathan's top seven. In at number seven, we have Eurotrip, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Number six was Gravity. Number five, The Emperor's New Groove. Number four, Shrek. Number three, High School Musical 3, Senior Year. Yeah. Number two, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Dun, 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 dun. And number one, The Hunger Games. Mm. I must say, like, looking at our two this juxtaposed, we have very different lists. Yeah. And I think there's this mine is probably more random <laughs> than yours. I don't know. Like, you're covering a lot in this list. It's interesting. I mean, mm. there's two animations in there, which I think is... There are two animations in Interesting. There. Uh, there's four... I'll say this as well. There's four... Uh, no, five. Yeah. Well, let's call five, let's say... Uh, four children's films. Mm. One teen film. Uh, I don't know. The Hunger Games... None of these are like, real serious adult films, are they? No, That's no. interesting. Gravity's yeah. probably the closest. Yeah. That. <laughs> Isn't that saying something? And, like? and, and actually, Goblet of Fire is pretty adult as well. Mm. I'd say that ending. Oh my it is God. pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting mix of sequels as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my pick is quite easy for this that I would recommend to people to have an experience with, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't seen this film. Get a group together, sit down, and enjoy the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, good choice, dude. Like, hey, it ins- it. It inspired you. It was your first experience, and uh, my very first movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's a good one. It's a great one to start with. Um, mm. I do love that movie. It's so good. Uh, great characters. Great time. Great experience. Um, guys, that's that's our top seven. That's our top sevens. That's um, that's the first of the the seven seasons. 
In terms of tweeting uh, and contacting us, I'd really love to know other yeah. people's top sevens experience. Please like, send them in. Please. Like, yeah. um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you'll, yeah, Twitter will give you enough space to write a story, but we have an email as well. That's if, right. Yeah. If you um want it, it's all in the description wherever you're watching this. Post a response on YouTube. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's write lots a of options. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, Let us, I would love to know other people's top seven. Like, if you've got a yeah. story with a movie, like if you've got a favorite movie, that's great too. But like, a, like your experience yeah. with a film, that's what today's about. Like, well, yeah. What. Yeah. What, yeah, what are the films that, like, you know, represent you or, like, you represent your experiences? Mm. Like, that. It's weird you and I writing this down because it really does reveal a lot of character. It does, yeah. About both of us. And, like, just the way you surmise, like, say, my list and how I was talking about yours. And it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and no one's listed. I, and I wouldn't the same. have picked those films to you, and I don't think you would have picked these, vice versa. Like, no. I think we're both surprised by each other's I lists. was very surprised by yours, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was very happy. I was surprised to a certain extent. There was a couple on there that I knew there was going to be a Hazpod on there. I just knew. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. Um, and I knew Lord of the Rings was going to be there after that story. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was also surprised for the reasons. Yeah. Especially. That was probably the most surprising part. I think your story is a lot more grim than mine <laughs> and probably a lot more meaningful. But um, And my stories are very random as well. But but yeah. but they mean something to you They still. do mean something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what a great episode. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been It's been a privilege. Hope you guys have loved listening. Thanks for sticking with us for 15 apps. We, so well, I think what we'll do is that we'll do this every time there's a new season. We'll so do we'll do something like this. We'll, we'll come yeah. back to the seven. We'll come back to the seven seasons. And yeah. We'll do another top seven list. Yeah. I can't wait for the next yeah. one. And if you have any suggestions for the next top seven list you want us to do when we, when it's December and a new season starts, then let us know. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I just want to be let into my room. Can you just please give me the key and put sir, me in? Sir, it's a we, classic movie banter. That's not a real name, sir. Classic we, movie banter. <laughs>